Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to episode 440, Bloody Nine of Film Bastards. My name is Ian Loring, and as always, I'm joined by Matt Foster. Hello, everybody. Hello, hello. Uh, Becky is en route, um, but for now, you have us. And what are we covering this week? It's a cornucopia of stuff this week. So, Mark, you didn't get to Lightyear, did you? I didn't get to Lightyear, unfortunately. No, okay, no. so I will, I will. I will I will talk about some light year, um, but uh, we are going to be talking about the Black Phone, Scott Derrickson's new uh, adaptation of Joe Hill's short story. Uh, we will be talking Spiderhead, the Netflix Chris Hemsworth, Miles Teller, Joseph Kaczynski joint. We will be talking Cha Cha Real Smooth, which Mark and I have just recorded the review for, but you'll hear that later in the show um bloody hell i feel like there's is there something else yeah there's there's gatsby but you have the patreon to get that bitch yeah 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 so um we will be recording at some point this evening the last part of the great bastards uh this time taking a look at baz luhrmann's latest film before elvis the Great Gatsby. So patreon.com forward slash film bastards. Also on the Patreon, it's been a fucking plethora, a plethora of content on there. You have got the first episode of Let's Get Physical, looking at the latest uh, US and UK 4K news uh, announcements and whatnot. And also the Bastards box office report, where I took a look at this last weekend's US and UK box office. Um, so with them and the Lerman show, uh, it's like over an hour of extra content this week for patrons. Uh, and it's two dollars a month. Patreon.com forward slash film bastards. Also, 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 we are currently running uh, polls for the lineup for our next patron marathon, which will be starting next week. Uh, the F list, which is a uh, voted selection of films that scored F with cinema score, uh, the uh, kind of cinema polling uh, outfit in the US. There have been 21 films that um, were uh, voted uh, as F ever. Um, and so far, the lineup is Richard Kelly's The Box disaster movie which becky actually said to us in a chat she really hoped didn't win um, <laughs> which of course meant it was going to win <laughs> yeah she and to be fair i don't think she did anything to stop people from voting for it so more for becky um also uh fear.com uh, which I'm quite looking forward to watching that actually. Um, and with um, seven minutes of today's poll left, um, killing them softly, which I've been looking for an excuse to rewatch for fucking ages. Yeah, me too. <laughs> so I'm actually quite, I'm quite happy about that one. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I am surprised I know who killed me hasn't put up a, a more of a fight. But uh, yeah. So yeah, uh, I, I was a little bit shocked about that. Um, yeah, because I, I, I was thinking about do I just rewatch that anyway? <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, quite. I mean, feel free. Um, so, yeah, we um, will be confirming the rest of the marathon next week, but we will be starting the F list next week with the box, which I remember liking. Um, I remember, I remember being all right with, <laughs> but like, just like it's fine. 
Mm. Well, we shall see. We shall see. So, 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 so. Oh, and uh, we are a pod syndicate podcast. Please listen to other like-minded shows such as Chinchroker versus Punter, The Rewatch Project, his film, her movie, The Iron Sequel, and Entertainment Landfill. Um, and here we go. What has been going on in the world of film this week? Um, I don't know. Um, well, yes. Warner have kind of basically gone. Look, we don't have a fucking clue what to do with the Flash, all right? So stop asking us. All we know is it's not happening at the moment because this they're bonkers. <laughs> they are bonkers. It is fucking fascinating what they're going to do with the Flash because, like, the so I think it was a Variety report basically came out where they said, like, no matter what, Miller's not doing shit after the Flash. Um, but how the fuck are you going to release that film and have a publicity tour where basically no one is talking about the title character of the fucking film? Yeah, it they 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 should literally now just go. Nah, we're dumping it. It's the, I don't know. I I'm of the feel. I'm of the feeling. Recast and do reshoots. Yeah, okay, you'll have to reshoot pretty much the entire fucking film, but do it. If you actually want The Flash to be a big going... I mean, if they're like, right, we're just going to do this and that's it, we're done with The Flash, then yeah, fair enough, just stick it on fucking HBO Max. But if they actually want The Flash as a character to be a big deal, they need to release this film in cinemas. But Ezra Miller is so beyond toxic i mean like you you thought fucking ansel elgort was bad with west side story like miller just keeps on doing shit yeah and they they, they don't seem to care um oh. and it, it how you deal with that yeah the, the, you, you, there's, a, there's a point where you go i really hope that chicken fucking comes out a roost in a fucking big way <laughs> it just i yeah, I as I think I said on the show before, I am so sad for people who felt like they were giving them some sort of visibility or representation in pop culture. And then it turns out that that person is just that person. Um, yeah. But I mean, I mean, can you imagine like. Can you imagine how much they might kick off if they're not allowed on the press tour and Warner Brothers tries to like silence them and whatnot and then they're just going to fucking come out on instagram and who fucking knows what they're going to say yeah that's it it's a <laughs> there will be some lawyering shit going on in the background right now <laughs> exactly and, and this is the thing it's like i don't know yes it's going to cost a shitload of money but if they recast and reshoot and then they can just go we don't condone their behavior this is the result of it we spent like tens of millions of dollars to make sure that they they're essentially not heard or seen in this film so we obviously don't condone their behavior then miller can come out and say whatever bat fucking shit stuff they want yeah and warners can just go we've washed our hands of it of it yeah, they can. Yeah, they can literally do that. I mean, there'll, there'll be some legal fucking thing that they've got on him already, anyway. But it's just going to be interesting to see 
how the fuck this happens because it's already like what two years behind yeah well, i mean like i swear the original release date for this film was 2018 or something uh... so we're yeah like and it's not out until summer next year it, it's <laughs> yeah and the thing is it's like the only thing I think we can say that people are excited for at this stage is Michael Keaton, Batman. I mean, to an extent, Ben Affleck, Batman, but Michael Keaton, Batman. That's the thing. If Even if you didn't have Michael Keaton in it, maybe you could relegate it to HBO Max. But that just feels like a really fucking big deal. And like the, the new head of Warner has about turned from the previous regime on like, yes, you could have DC characters like have streaming films on HBO Max. Like, um... There's Scuttlebutt that Batgirl may now get a big screen release, release, uh, release. Um, and this person, this person kiboshed the Wonder Twins because it was just like, it's too expensive for something that's just going to go straight to streaming, and we're not going to release it in the cinema because I don't trust the concept. So Which it, it's like, is is fine. It, it, yeah, we agree with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean that. Okay, that tracks. That makes sense. And like. The, the last few weeks have proven that the big screen and an exclusive window still has an awful lot of giving films cachet. Yeah. You know, like um, Paramount came out uh, yesterday or the day before and said they still haven't decided when th- they'll actually put Top Gun out on any kind of like home streaming. Because it's still like the third highest fourth weekend of all time in the US last weekend it did over 40 million in it like it was 7 million away from light year in its fourth weekend i mean yes all right father's day weekend so you know there is a bump there but that that's the thing i mean top gun is making um money hand over fist jurassic world dominion's not doing as well as jurassic world uh was but it's it's still doing very very well uh, minions is probably going to be fucking huge when it co- when it comes out next week you know th- th- so the flash needs a big screen release but what do you do with a problem like miller that's it it's just it, i mean fucking hell yeah like you say it, it's i mean this is is this because top gun maverick's probably going to cross a billion isn't it? it dude it's already over 900 million it'll 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 be across yeah. a billy by like this time next week or maybe next weekend. So will that be Cruz's first ever billion? Yeah, it's already like, yeah. Um, did one of the Mission Possibles? No, they didn't. No, uh, I don't think so they did. Look there. Fallout did, did, did 800 million. Yeah. I think it is. I think it is Cruz's first billion. That's fucking crazy, isn't it? Hmm. But I mean, but that that that's the thing. I mean, like the yes, all right, a more limited amount of films are making money at the box office. Though to be fair, you're also not fucking releasing anything else. Mm. Um, but it, 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 this is it, and it's next. I mean, God, I can't even fucking think what next summer is. Guardians Volume Three, uh, Mission Impossible. Yep. There's another one. Fast and what it is. Yeah, that's the one. Um, yeah, so yeah, the, the, yeah, films are are still a big deal. Uh, yeah, and 
Ezra Miller has just completely fucked it for them. Yeah. You know, somewhere, there's someone going, there's someone, you know what's going, right. Can we just use like one of those face mash fucking apps? <laughs> just run oh, the yeah. whole yeah, thing yeah. through it and just flipping around and put, I don't know. Can we put Jed from accounting in there? You've seen him. He's a really cute looking guy. I think we're all right with you. He isn't going to do anything too crazy. Um, we'll just give him like an extra like $30. It'll be fine. You can have, you can have free cookie. You can have, you can have free muffins and you can get two coffees a day. Yep. And he'll love it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Baffling. Well, let's, I mean, God, between that and you got Aquaman where it's like, okay, how much of a role is Amber Heard actually going to have? Yeah, because like, because the thing is, <laughs> me and Bex were talking about this in the car the other day. They say they can't fire her from it because the optics look bad. They can't continue her a big role in it because the optics look bad. So what they have to do is have her in it, but have her as such a minuscule character that she's basically not in it. It did. I've got, I mean, like, I'm not, I don't want to talk about the trial, but it did make me laugh when um, Walter Hamada, like, the, the, I think it was, like, the Warner Brothers guy at the time, said, oh, yeah, no, we just cut down her role because she didn't have any chemistry with Jason Momoa. It wasn't anything to do with any of this. It's just because she had shit chemistry. And it's yeah. just, it's so fucking brutal. It's like, look, we're not denying that we reduced the role, but it's not because of the, it's not because of the relationship with Johnny Depp. It's because she's a she's bit shit, shit with Momoa. <laughs> We haven't reduced it because she's a because she might be a terrible person, which we're not judging her on. We've we've, we've reduced it because she's a shitty actress. Um, yeah, I just it, it, lovely, 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 lovely. Um, Ian, hi. Have you had a chance to have a look at Paramount Plus yet? Uh, have you? Yeah. They only launched today. Good for you. All right, go on. I mean, I've not watched any of it, but I, but, but yeah, I have, I have. Sorry, there's, there's a fucking loud noise. It's some music. It's an ice cream van going by. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Um, yeah, it's, 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 it's very similar. The app set up and the way they've done it to uh, the Disney Plus app. Yeah. Um. So it looks nice. Um. Find it amusing that uh, when you go on to it and I'm, like, I'm looking at my phone right now, you open series, it says, "Uh uh-uh, sorry, this content is unavailable right now. Oh. I mean, it's there, but it just isn't in the menu bit. Uh, movies. Yeah, and it's very similar to the way that the uh, Disney Plus app's there. You know, there's, there's, there's quite a few movies, but it's, you know, it's not for here currently. Um I do like the fact that, that that they've kind of they've hedged their bets a little bit there, Paramount, and gone. No, it's not 4K or HDR currently. Okay, all right. Why? <laughs> so, oh, cool. So Paramount Plus is available through Apple TV. So you will you you will get like all the like Apple TV navigation integration and stuff. Yeah, I'm just having a look here now. Oh god, yeah, they got the South Park movie um, movies that they made. Um, forgot about them. Oh, Paranormal Activity next to Ken. I think that's the first official UK release. That's had, if memory serves. Oh god, yeah, god, yeah. 
All the jackasses are on there. Yeah, so the, it, it, it's all right. I know we've got a question later on that we'll, we'll cover with, what is that? There's a lot of documentaries on it. Mm. I mean, Miles Teller as Al Ruddy in the offer. Like, that looks fucking special, that. Yeah, that could be quite fun. <laughs> I'm go- I am fucking, I am all over the offer. But if it's just really trashy, shitty stuff about the making of The Godfather, I think I can fucking respect that. Yeah, I, 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 I'm down with that. Uh, yeah, so yeah, so we'll, we'll, we'll see. Um, see what that's going to be like. Like, watch something on it this what is it? How many episodes is it? It's tw- 10 episodes. Oh, God, the first one's over an hour. Oh, God, what's the shortest episode? I've got 53, 47 minutes. One of them's only, one of them's only 46, 48, 49. So, yeah, it, it's, it's very standard. Like TV show episodes, isn't it? Yeah, okay. I'm all right with that. You know, it's not like the oh, we're Netflix, so we can make two and a half hour TV episodes for sixty million dollars. Oh, fuck it. Yeah, quite. I I do want to watch that. I've heard the Halo series is shit. Um. He takes his yeah. helmet off in the first one and he fucks someone, which is very, very not Halo. Yeah, so. um, but then again, it's that, I think, uh, was it Paul on Chinchillaka vs. Punter? He was talking about it and saying that he, he he actually was quite enjoying it. I mean, I won't watch it because I've never played Halo. <laughs> and I, I won't watch TV stuff, so. Yeah. It's got, oh, God, it's got that new Star Trek show as well, hasn't it? Strange New Worlds. This is the thing. Them not fucking having this shit in 4K feels like such an own goal. It it, it feels like... It it almost feels like it wasn't quite ready. But then again, it can't not be ready. It just feels like they haven't... I don't know. They haven't pressed the button. I can't work out the reason for why. In the same way as I can't work out the reason for why the Bond films are in 4K on Prime yet. It's the fact that they get the they, they fucking I mean they removed some of the Bond films as well. It's like you own the bloody content. <laughs> yeah, that is that is basically like somebody accidentally deleted the files and they've gone, ah shit. Did you did you bring the Bond files in again? He's like, nah, I forgot again. Shit, can you text me? Text me in the morning before I set off. So how much is Paramount Plus then? Six Seven day free trial. Seven days. It's because they don't want you to have too much time to actually fucking get through an entire series. Yeah. Because just... this is the... I want to watch The Offer. And I'm kind of... I, I think I'm interested in that Joseph Gordon-Levitt show about the, uh, the Uber guy. Because I quite yeah. enjoyed We Crashed. So I'm... I'm up for that. But, yeah, the offer's really where it's at for me. Yeah, I think I might do that and then check out. <laughs> yeah. It's just, could you get 10 of those done in a week? That's the question. No. <laughs> mm. No. Because I'll get two episodes in and go, yeah, I want to watch a movie now. <laughs> yeah, I t- it just, I've got... um. 
I've got an audio book and it's making a Godfather book, Leave the Gun, Take the Cannoli, which I've not um, listened to yet. It's kind of like I want to watch the offer and then listen to that and then like see what was fucking bullshit in the offer. Yeah. Interesting. We shall see. I also want to see if I can spot the fucking COVID breaks where Miles Teller wouldn't get fucking vaccinated on the set and it caused all sorts of problems. <laughs> I want to see if there's any interestingly inconsistent hair or something like that during <laughs> that fucking show. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Anyway, yes, another streamer has entered the fucking wars. Great. Yeah, great. Fucking brilliant. So, trailers? Has there been any? Um, probably not, actually, thinking about it. Uh, well, I'm sure... There might, I might have watched one. <laughs> I think I watched one. I don't think we've talked... Have we talked about that Idris Elba lion film? I think we did a, a bit ago. No, we did. Let's talk we? about it again. I don't know. Yeah, like, I don't know. I'm up for that. That looks all right. Yeah, I'm up for that. I'm up for a bit. I, 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 I do quite like interest when he gets going. Mm. When he's not just playing, when he's not just playing Idris Elba, I quite like him. Fair. Is there, is there anything else? Um. Ooh, uh, the teaser for Blonde. Oh fuck. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, it's barely a fucking. The the most exciting thing about that, to be fair, was the NC seventeen rating at the end. Yeah. Um, did you see Andrew Dominic's um, comments about it? That apparently there's almost no <laughs> dialogue in the film. <laughs> but it's more just a selection of images to portray a story. <laughs> I think it's interesting as well that Netflix have gone. I, 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 I'm pretty sure it's only on Netflix. Like they haven't like said there's going to be a theatrical run. It, it, it feels like they've just gone. Oh fuck you know we just need to get this out there and move on. I, I mean I'm fucking fascinated. Um, but yeah, it's going to be challenging and it's going to be long. Oh, hello. Yeah. Yeah. Oops. Yeah. 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 Has it been confirmed how long it is yet? I swear it's over two and a half. Because what are you saying that it was like a four hour cut? Cool. Why not? Let's fucking go. Netflix may as well just go, fuck it. Why not at this point? It's sunk cost. Yeah. Yeah. There's no, yeah, there's, there's, there's no, there's no official uh, runtime for it yet. Uh, yeah. Delicious. <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be interesting, that one. Um, yeah, beyond that, I don't think I've watched any other fucking trailers. It's a little bit quiet on trailers at the moment. It is. It is. Well, shall I then talk about Lightyear? Because, it's, to be honest, it's the only what I've watched this week as well for me. So, um, shall, I get, yeah, shall I get my thoughts on Lightyear out of the yeah. way? Yeah. Yeah. Go for it. Okay, so... Uh, Lightyear, um, obviously, uh, stars the voice of Chris Evans, uh, Kiki Palmer, um, uh, Taika Waititi, and a bunch of others. Um, so, it's a bit confusing, this, because Chris Evans, when it when it was first announced at that shareholders thing, said, 
it's a story based on the guy that the toy was based on. But at the start of the film, actually comes up with title cards. Yeah, it, because, isn't, it, isn't it the story? Isn't it the the film that the toy is based on? Yes. So right. in 1995, Andy got a toy from his favourite movie. This is that movie. It's basically what the title cards say. You know they done fucked up when they have to have white on black title cards at the start of a Pixar film explaining the concept behind the film you're about to watch. <laughs> yes. Um, a fair comment. So, uh, this basically, uh, Buzz Lightyear um, is like the number two on this ship and they... Uh, go off course to investigate a planet. It's basically the start of Alien Covenant. Um, and then they get marooned there, thanks to Buzz being a bit cocky and thinking he'd be able to get them out of trouble, and then he doesn't, and they're marooned there. Um, he's then test like uh, testing some sort of new fuel, which has interstellar-like properties of every time he goes on a test flight, what it's like 20 minutes for him is four years for everyone else. So starts off with Alien Covenant and then it turns into Interstellar. <laughs> yep. And then in the third act, it's basically the big screen adaptation of Lost in Space. All those things I'm up for, but it does sound like it's quite confusing. Yeah, it it's it. The thing is, right? It's both a mishmash and also when it's not that, it's really fucking generic. Um, and I, I you know, it was fine. It is the most. This is for kids. Pixar film in fucking ages, and. I, I'm actually not against that. Um, but I can say, you know, I mean, I went into it in the Bastards Box Office report on, on the Patreon, but I can see why this film just isn't really capturing the imagination. Um, it does feel designed to sell toys. Um, oh, does it? Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's ah. got... It's got very, very pat life lesson stuff and like learning that like to succeed in life, you need to have a team backing you up. You can't do everything by yourself. Um, and it, it just it looks great. It looks brilliant. And they do some. So I, I, I saw it at the, the, the Limax with uh, with Lottie and they do some stuff with the IMAX framing. It was the first time she'd been to that screen as well, and it kind of wowed her how big it was, so that was cool. Um, but they do some really good stuff with full IMAX framing, which is the first Pixar film that's done that, and it, it does it in bits where it really opens it up and just makes it feel more expansive, and that that's wonderful. Um, if Disney continue their watching it in IMAX framing options uh, that they've been doing with the MCU films lately for Lightyear on Disney Plus. I would definitely recommend that as the way to go for it, for sure. Yeah. Um, um, the, little, the, the little cat, Socks, the robot cat, is 
fucking great. He's a he's a brilliant sidekick, like absolutely. The rest of them I could give or take. Um and yeah, it 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 just you know, like Soul, I found really it was really disappointing. Mm. But I have more respect for that film after Lightyear, because it's like I actually think I'd rather Pixar going for something and it not working rather than playing it safe like Lightyear does and me just going, yeah. Obviously, I've not seen it yet, and I've actually enjoyed, you know, I enjoyed um, Turning Red and I enjoyed, um, oh, what was the other one? Uh, uh, Luca. Luca, yes. So I had Luca in my head, but it sounded wrong. Uh, I enjoyed Luca as well. Uh, but have Pixar run out of steam? I, like, I don't massively. I, I don't. The thing is, I really, really like Turning Red, and I really, really like Luca. So I can't say they're running out of steam. But I think it's coming to a point now where, unfortunately, because Lightyear didn't do very well, Pixar are being relegated internally within Disney. Their films do not feel like events anymore. Um, they. They're start they're being marketed as content, even if when you watch them, a lot of the time they're not they're they're more than content. But it, it it's it's this weird you're told so much, oh this stuff will be on Disney Plus in six weeks' time that it just feels less special. But then you watch Lightyear in the cinema and it doesn't feel particularly special. But I, I do wonder, would Luca turning red and soul have felt special on on the big screen i i'm not entirely sure that's it's, it it's i mean yeah it's an odd one Lightyear costs 200 million dollars to make off. what like his budget is 200 million dollars so it's going to lose money that's going to lose money hand over fist yeah um 200 i mean i i mean yeah like i said i mean it looks good but jesus christ like what, what that's gotta be though like they because that i the imax stuff apparently they developed some sort of new animation system for it for that and it's like okay does that the cost of that project get fed into the budget for light year probably it's like a write-off now yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and two hundred million. Fuck me. So to just to kind of mildly self-indulgently segue a little bit. Yeah. Um, oh, are we going to talk about the laptop? Oh, uh, I can do that in a second if you want. Yeah. Oh, okay. No, no, I was going to remind you, but yeah, sorry. No, I'm intrigued now. Um. So the last. The last sort of Pixar movie that made money <laughs> will have been Toy Story 4, which was the last pre-pandemic one. Yeah. But that means that they've Soul, Luca, Turning Red and Lightyear have probably cost what? 100, 200, 400, probably cost $500 million combined together yeah at, at, at the lowest end of the 
spectrum there, which means they should have generated somewhere in the reams of, you can't really see a billion because you can't double it because of the way that they were released and bits like that. But, you know, between them, these films, granted, you know, three of them kind of landed on um, streaming services. They've, they've, like, made less than, like, $300 million combined. It's it's wild. I mean, it goes down to the whole, like, we've talked about this before, but just the whole economics of how the fuck streamers actually afford to do this stuff. And, like, this, I know Disney have got all the money in the world, but, like you say, these are films that probably cost, like, half a billion dollars combined. And with the, 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 I mean, with the Disney Plus ones, at least they can say, well, we chose to put them on Disney Plus to drive subscriber, to drive subscriber numbers. But, I yeah I don't know it kind of it just it it feels like they're going to put more of this stuff on Disney Plus but also Disney Plus is going to continue going up in price because they're going to say well you know we're giving you a new Pixar film on Disney Plus every six months. That's and it, it. It, it. Yeah. It, it, the thing is, if if you start doing that, you kind of got to do that, but you've got to kind of maintain a level of quality. Well, yeah, quite, quite. Yeah, I mean that that that's that, but that's it, isn't it? It it. it I don't know. It's going to be interesting because, like, obviously we've had the Pixar films for the best animated feature race next year now. Lightyear is not getting anywhere fucking near it. And I think Turning Red will get a nomination, but I certainly don't think it's a lock. Um, yeah. And it's it's like what what could actually come out of the woodwork now? Like, I'm wondering if Cartoon, I don't think Cartoon's, Cartoon Saloon's next one is going to be ready in time, unfortunately. Um, no, which means you end up with Minions, The Rise of Gru winning an yeah. Academy Award. Yeah, I mean, like, God, what are the nominees actually going to be this year? Like, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. Fucking hell. But, it, I mean, but that's the thing. It's depressing. I mean, you've got Strange World coming from Disney in November, so, like, maybe that. But isn't, it's... Isn't, um, isn't, isn't Mad God animated? <laughs> I think it might be. Yeah, I mean, could you... Yeah, I don't know if that's an animated feature, but that'd be wild. But, yeah... It, 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 it would it if it was Rise of fucking Gru, the fucking... What's it that you just mentioned there? Shit, what did you say? Like turning red, red and yeah. then um, Puss in Boots and fucking Mad God. I mean, that'd be something. That'd be something. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, yeah, Lightyear. It's 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 fine, honestly. If you go and see it in the cinema, you'll you'll have a decent enough time. But man, like, they're not doing any fucking sequels to this. And they want no. to. The ending, oh, they want to. Oh, do they? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> streaming straight to Disney Plus in 2024. <laughs> I mean, maybe, yeah. I, I, yeah, I don't know. Mad. It's mad. <laughs> Lightyear 2, the return of Lightyear? <laughs> the, Tim Allen returns. Yeah. There's actually, and I saw somebody on Twitter actually say that there is a there is a character it would have been perfect for tim allen to uh, voice in this film and it's so fucking weird that it's not tim allen that's all i'll say but it's so fucking weird that they didn't didn't get tim allen in for that and it's like i get that he's like a right like right wing guy but he doesn't feel like a right wing guy who's been specifically cancelled like he's doing a santa claus tv series for disney plus that's it he, he, he's 
he's a Republican who has conservative views. I don't think he's a right wing nut job. He's yeah. not Jim Cazale. Caviezel, sorry. Yeah, yeah. They're ele- they're, yeah. There are shades of grey, folks. Yeah, there are. There are. He, 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 he's nowhere near quite John Voigt level yet. Mm. Mm. He's more he's more around the Schwarzeneggers. Who <laughs> people forget he's a Republican. He's a, yeah, he's a Republican. He just he also likes his green stuff. Yeah, um, and thinks Trump is a prick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um so yeah, light it. Um any sign effects? She she is home, she's just getting herself sorted. So do you want me to do laptop chat? I actually yeah I think yeah let's let's so before we started recording Mark was like I've got a really good story about my laptop but I think we need to save it for the show so I'm fucking intrigued what's happening with your laptop so right um I use we I use Google uh, for like my search engine and Becky uses Google search engine it, 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 it links the same account and the laptop Google links the same account so, for instance, if I search um, vans now on my um, phone, it will bring up in the top little bar there, vans. And so I click on that, and then I can log in using uh, all the passwords and everything like that. So yeah. it kind of it, it, it stores your favorite things, right? So I was looking at um, – I was about to type in uh, the experience. I was going to check. Uh, I check in on experience every so often. I was going to check in on that. So I typed E into the what is it? Because experience begins with E. Do you know yeah. what the top search was? Please go on. Right? Escort center. Sweet. Right? So I thought, well, hang on a minute. If I'm doing anything shady, I do it in private like a real man. Yeah. So that isn't me. Um, so message back and was like with a, an arrow pointing up to saying the fuck's this yeah. <laughs> I was like I don't know I, didn't, I wasn't looking for escorts it's like well it wasn't me if I was looking for anything shitty I'd use private like a real man uh, is Cooper getting a bit fruity right so we're having a conversation about this and then we re- and then we both went hang on a minute there's only one explanation for this the fucking cat <laughs> has done it on the laptop when he gets in the cupboard where the laptop is and the laptop's open and the fucking cat has been searching for escorts. Good stuff. Good yeah. stuff. So I checked is... the history on the yeah. laptop. Yep, yeah, there it is. <laughs> he, the fucker had a chat once. Like he opened like a live chat with uh, with Google's helpline. <laughs> right. Why why are you leaving the laptop open in the cupboard? Because it's open in the cupboard uh, because we uh, occasionally use Plex, multi, the uh, multimedia, it's like a media hub from here to the Plex app that we've can, got on the TV. Can, can you not just like angle it so it's almost shut but not? Yeah, we can. But I always forget. Right. <laughs> so, okay, okay. So the, we've got the to the crux of things, folks. Jump on it. <laughs> But yeah, I've, I've come home before and, and literally looked at a chat that is still fucking open from Google that is, how may I help you? X-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-
it's just <laughs> so like fuck it. We, we look at it like seriously. Like, our fucking our, our cat tried to order an escort. What have you been successful? <laughs> I mean, quite. I, mean, I I do feel bad about the fact that I actually kind of guessed it and kind of ruined the moment. I just didn't think that was going to be the answer. I, I yeah. thought you were going to say that Izzy was looking into it as a side hustle. I'll be absolutely honest. <laughs> No, 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 not, not quite that true to form. But yeah, uh, yeah. So yeah, so playing at Sundance in 2025. My cat ordered a whore. My cat ordered a whore. I mean, that's a fantastic. That's one of the best sentences ever said. <laughs> like that just flows beautifully. My cat ordered a whore. <laughs> yeah. It was like, oh god. I tell you what. I was on a work chat the other day. And I just said something about like I, you know, I feel like I've been kicked in the bum bum or something. I just went bum bum, bum bum. I quite like saying that bum bum, bum bum. It and like on what, a little bit, doesn't it? One of my team actually had to stop, like had to stop me and just go, Ian, you need to stop saying bum bum. Let's move on. <laughs> <sighs> so Becky, you are here, now, aren't you? Uh, I'll tell you what, oh, my energy levels are suddenly feeling a bit low. So I'll tell you what we're going to do to bump them up, because I think Bex is going to be hyped. The Black Phone is directed by Scott Derrickson and stars Ethan Hawke, Jeremy Davies and a bunch of kids. Uh, the Black Phone is an adaptation of Joe Hill's short story, which I believe is of the same name. Uh, involves a bunch of kids in the 70s in a neighbourhood uh, where it's being terrorised by a child abductor known as the Grabber, played by Ethan Hawke. One of them is abducted by the Grabber, um, but uh, is uh, locked away. And there is a phone with its cord cut off, but it rings. And he gets help from previous victim kids who... Uh, are now in the afterlife as well as his sister having psychic dreams of things that are happening which uh, the two threads kind of con- converge as, as the film goes on so uh, this is basically one of Becky's most anticipated if not a most anticipated film of the year it's only right that we start with Bex Bex the black phone was it shit it was not shit it was definitely not shit <laughs> no i really 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 fucking enjoyed it it was everything i hoped it would be and more <laughs> and and what what was the what was the thing that kind of most impressed you about it? I've, I've, I've got thoughts of like impressive things and not so impressive things but i'm intrigued what was what was the what were the things that particularly stuck out for you um i thought um things like the Sorry, I've I've, I've gotten from work, so I'm a bit scared. Um, sure. I think the um, the way that it incorporated all of the different kids' stories, the fact that it wasn't like a wholly out of um, character kind of experience for him. He obviously has this kind of gift in bunny ears um, anyway, and then he utilizes it within the the cellar to kind of to help him. Um, I thought aesthetically, I mean, the the main kind of costume design element that stands out, obviously, is Ethan Hawke's mask. And I think and and his outfits as well, I suppose, um, when he's dressed up as the magician. 
Um, I thought that was really well done. It was creepy, but not in like a really super outlandish way. Um, you know, there was never any scene where like it was portrayed as being his face. You know, like with some of these, they you, you, you get ones where the kids kind of um, like they'll drug them or whatever, and then they'll think it's his real face or or whatever. Um, yeah, I think the acting from all the kids, I don't know if I've already said this, was was fantastic. Um, Ethan Hawke, obviously, is fantastic in it. Um, oh, what else? I liked the fact, I liked the way um, that the advice from the various ghosts all comes together at the end and he uses, like, all of it um, to to sort of enact his plan. It's you know it's it's fairly simplistic as a as a narrative device I guess but you know it's really good and you're like oh my god that's what that he told him and that's what he told him and that's what she said and um and I actually quite like the fact as well that Ethan Hawke is not he doesn't get the most screen time I think if you're if you're making this film and you get Ethan Hawke, the temptation will be there to just uh, sort of fatten up his part a little bit um, to take advantage of the fact that you've got him and uh, they've not fallen into that trap. So he's there and he's fantastic when he's there, but it's mostly about the kid and the kids. I gotta say that really, that really took me by surprise. But like in the opening mm. credits, it said, and Ethan Hawke. And I was like, okay, that's interesting. And it very much is an and role. And yeah. I don't, I think the trailer was making it seem like he was going to be in it more than he actually was. But that's kind of replaced with the sister arc, I think, which would have been really difficult to actually kind of like really get across in a trailer. So I understand yeah. why they did that. But it's, yeah, I, I, I was struck by that also. Um. Yeah, I just I just loved it. I thought it was really, really well done. Um, I was saying to to you when we'd been to see it, wasn't I? Um, that sometimes with when you're adapting a short story rather than a novel, sometimes it's it, it works out for the best because you've not got the same scale of source material to try and cram in. So same as like with some of the Frank Darabont, Stephen King adaptations. Yeah. You know, notably, The Shawshank Redemption is a short story, um, but it's a hell of a long film because even in a small amount of pages, you've got a lot of story mm. there, um, and it gives the the filmmakers the, the 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 scope to be able to flesh it out as they see fit, rather than having to stick to a very set plot. Yeah. Yeah, I just yeah. thought it was brilliant. I just thought it was fantastic. I thought the right. the tone of it, the mood and everything was brilliant. I think the only kind of bit that felt like it didn't fit, I suppose, was the brother. That was a bit of an odd one. Um, he he didn't fit the tone of the movie. No. No. no he did not. It but was. It's a very minor gripe for me. It, the, the, the thing is, there are kind of like moments where it does go a bit comedy, like with the sister, like her swearing and like, like, Jesus, what the fuck? You know, I mean, like and that, that which was which was great. 
but that that brother does push it a little bit too far and it it was weird because it was like when you've got all spoilers all the time when you've got like him snorting that coke and then the camera goes down through the floorboards and it's revealed (laughs) oh shit it's the same house it's like it it almost is like shit hang on what's happening what it feels like it's a bigger reveal than the film is actually making it out, out to be yeah you, you uh, watch you, you almost I, I don't know it might just be me on this one but i almost <laughs> went hang on a minute that that was just a straight pan down shot we you know, we are that is leading us to believe that this is the same house i haven't missed like a cut that happened with yeah, that. yeah no exactly because it's like you know it's like the the cops go and he's like, oh shit, the coke on. And then he just starts snorting the coke. And it's kind of like a lighthearted moment. And then five seconds later, it's like, oh shit, it, we're still in the same house. Okay then. But the film just doesn't make a point of it. Like, it, I, I, it just reminds me of that bit in Malignant where they're like up in the attic and like they manage to break free. And then they just crash through the floor, like the floor. And then it's revealed, oh shit, it's the same house. And like how... <laughs> That that it's like a bloody hell kind of moment, and they play that so well. With this, it just felt very like weirdly matter of fact. Yeah, like like, like almost like the audience was supposed to know it already. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And we 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 very much don't. <laughs> no, I I didn't think so. It's like okay in this area, but this bloody house, what? Any but anyway, Mark, what did you think of it? Um. I mean, it's very much your wheelhouse, isn't it, Bex? So mm-hmm. I think, you know, I think I would have been surprised if either me or Ian did like it as much, if not more than you. Uh, I, I enjoy the most and get the nightmare atmosphere. The, the the sister character completely threw me because I don't think she's in the trailers, but you very much just think she's going to be a sister. You, you know, yeah. That she's not going to have like a main role. And I, I did think from the trailer that this was more of a, more of you know you know he'd get abducted within the first five minutes of the movie and then the movie would be him ethan hawk and him mm. as like a bit of a twofer mm. um so i was quite surprised oh well, actually we're spending quite a lot of time uh, before he gets abducted uh, that's there and, it, it, and i get the reason in why is because it, it's introducing us to you know a couple of the characters that are also going to get abducted um but but with that i do think that there's a it it goes weird with the um with the how much time has has elapsed it seems like those first two kids get abducted like literally like a few days apart from each other Mm. yeah and then he's there for like a week or so but it might not be it might only be literally a couple of days yeah, but it, but and that might be an intentional thing from Derek Stenson that it makes it feel like he's been there for ages mm. when he's actually not. It's just a couple of days because within that situation, the kid it would feel like weeks. Yeah, yeah. so that and it's maybe not that's not necessarily criticism. It's just more. I was a little bit right. I'm not really sure what how long how long from the start of this movie to to, to the end where he runs out. How long that's passed? Um, the kids are both great. Uh, yeah, the brother character is, is just. I think you could genuinely cut out everything they do with that character, and the movie would almost be the same. Mm. Yeah. He adds nothing, but he does take away. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Um, 
I don't think Jeremy Davis has ever not played kind of simperingly creepy. Uh, I think me and Ian discuss this. It's weird that Jeremy Davis almost gets like he gets almost like a redemption at the end of it. It's, of the dad. Yeah. Yeah. But, but but it's like you're kind of all right with it. <laughs> the th- the thing yeah, is. Yeah. The thing is, I think he's meant to be the way that he is because of like what what has happened with their mother. Yeah. And yeah. he's sort of spiraled into alcoholism and beating the shit out of his kids. But, but no, no, but, but, but that's the thing. It, he, he isn't just randomly beating the shit out of them. He's, he's, it, it's a, it's a discipline thing for him. He's not getting drunk and fucking abusing his kids. It, he is, but he's not, like, he's not just getting drunk and then deciding to beat one of them up it, because he's pissed. It, it's, I, I, it'll be interesting, I don't know, it'll be interesting to see how younger audiences react to that. Like, cause, you know, because like, kids like people 20 years younger than us can very legally watch this film um and just like the whole beating your kids thing like oh you know i mean it was more like smacking when when we when we were younger yes that stuff you know that stuff did happen and it was it wasn't necessarily the kids the, the, the the parents actually wanting to be cruel it you know you know and like you said it's not here and it did sit weirdly with me, but it's also very matter of fact. And in that the situation at that time, it yeah, that that shit probably did happen. And it's horrific and it's painted as horrific. It's certainly not painted as helping anything. Um, but it will be it would be interesting to see what younger audiences actually make make of, of that. And like I could I could almost see Derrickson maybe getting some shit for it, but not not I I and, and, you know, I can see why it's there. And then at the end, when he's like, I'm so sorry, please forgive me. That it does just, it feels like an arc. Yeah, you know, you, where, you, you, you do yeah. get the idea that, that after this, he is going to be a better dad. Mm, like the short, yeah. sharp shock of, of what's happened has just snapped him out of his yeah. malaise. But, it, but I mean, like, also, there's kind of like a hint of that change when... um he kind of starts accepting the girl and like they like he go she's like please can we go out looking and then he does actually go yeah all right then and then they they drive and they go out and it's a small moment but it is just like him actually starting to accept okay this is a thing that i've got to deal with i can't just beat it out of her um yes yeah it's interesting that it's interesting um and uh, yeah I I I thought I thought it was all I, I thought it was all right. I liked it. I like I did like it. Um, I just I don't know. I, I the tonal weirdness what was just very odd to me. Um, and I mean the I thought it it only just got away with why are we spending so much time on the sisters' dreams um where by you know by the end it was okay she didn't necessarily save her brother but she did like i like get all the bodies identified and that feels very stephen kingy which makes sense given it's joe hill like yeah um, it um you said that it's very kingy yeah 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 yeah. i'm i'm glad i think i'm glad the film wasn't any longer than it was 
I, 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 I felt like at moments I was slightly running out of patience with it at times. I was um, a little bit like that. I, I, I was, I was getting to the point of going, if this goes on for another ten minutes, the middle's gonna feel like it was way baggier than it actually was. Yeah, 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 and I, I, I yeah, I think it's that. Um, but I, I do think they make a very wise choice of spending so much time establishing the brother sister relationship before the brother gets kidnapped. I was, I would, because it's got to be like half an hour into the film before he's actually taken. Yeah, but yeah, but, but it is, it is of benefit to the film, I think. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but I mean that that that's the thing. It 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 is, and you get why the sister is so distraught and why she's so committed to to finding him and the, the, the sense of place and the sense of foreboding that that first act gives is fucking fantastic well that um, again that that's textbook stephen king oh yeah he, he spends a long time in his books on character development so you actually give a shit once they're in shitty situations and and what i will say is i think under a, a because I think Scott Derrickson is, is a very, I think he's a very good and very competent director. Um, and he's good at horror. He's good at this kind of thing. I think if this might have been a slightly different director, I think you might have had, you know, the bit where he's running out of the house at the end of it. Mm. You might have had Ethan Hawke like hobbling behind him, trying to grab him. Yeah, yeah. Because I was a little bit going... Oh, we're gonna see Ethan Hawke come back. I really hope not. I hope that that was it, and then it was. And I was like, "Ooh, okay, well played." Resisted the temptation to have him come back again. Mm. And I mean, like even down to sorry, I'm just remembering no, no, like please. the different bits, the different advice that he gets from the the kids. I was like, what? I was thinking before when I was saying it. What was the what was the freezer for? Like, what what did he get out of getting into the back of the freezer? It was the stake to get the dog out of the way, wasn't yeah. it? <laughs> Yeah, it, it, it's you almost get the idea that that that, that Joe Hill has written like right, how does he get out, mm. and then how do we, how do I then, how do I work out working yeah. backwards from yeah. there? How does he get all these bits? Yeah. How would he get out? How do I get him to do it? And how do I work that bit out? I think as well with a different filmmaker, and, and again going back to what you were saying about how it it could have been could have felt quite baggy in the middle. I think there's a world where someone else makes this film and you spend an awful lot more time with the murdered kids. Yeah. Going more into because that, yeah. that was that was snappy. They have the conversation, you get the backstory through her dream, and that's it. The pinball kid that spent way too much time with him. Uh, no, because yeah. that's where that's oh. the first one where she manages to place herself in the dream and follow that. Yeah, that's how she finds out how the house looks. So Yeah, did that though. That that actually <laughs> that actually brings up like probably my main main problem with the film. I thought a couple of the child performances were pretty bad. Um, the lad who like beats everyone up and protects him. Um, that scene in the the school bathroom, it felt like he was literally he he, he just read those lines for the first time and then said them. Um, that 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 felt very Stephen King TV series. <laughs> it did, okay. it did feel very Stephen King. Stephen King kids always talk really like adult, don't they? <laughs> like, yeah, like, like they've never actually met a child. <laughs> no, uh, but I mean, I mean, like, j- fair enough. And if you're used to it, fair enough. But that doesn't excuse it being weird to me. Oh, and, it was weird. Yeah. 
and that that lad, the pinball lad, and just like how fucking sweary he was and what it just felt like, oh mate, just all right, we get it. Um I, I, Yeah, there were just a couple of performances there that but I, I thought that I thought the lad was great. I thought the girl was fucking brilliant. Um, like really, really good. And just like this so Scott Derrickson and, and C. Robert Cargill, they co-wrote and direct and and uh Derrickson directed Doctor Strange. They were gonna do multiverse of madness. And then we're like, do you know what? Marvel aren't really letting us do what we want to do. And full points to them for just going, actually, do you know what? We're going to we're going to do the black phone. And, you know, it, it, will it make them as much money? No. You know, but it feels like they followed their creative impulses and they've made something which for my audience, like I, I don't know about your audience, but they, they seem to dig it. One girl was really freaking the fuck out during like a lot of it um and it felt cool to watch that kind of film with an audience again i mean how how was yours busy wasn't it it was actually yeah Yeah, uh it was busy um i think horror with exception maybe of men uh, often gets like a really could get a good reaction if, if it's if it's done like vaguely well yeah and so it's kind of isn't it horror again with the exception of men yeah or malignant there's a lot of people coming out of malignant were like the fuck was that <laughs> whereas a genius going, is what it that was, was sorry brilliant yeah <laughs> you know the, like but like the certain reactions you get big reactions from people i think that was us at malignant just going oh the fuck <laughs> <laughs> I really want to rewatch Malignant at some point too. Is it on anything? Sure, we're pretty find. sure it's on Sky Cinema. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it, it was the audience reaction was was good. I think everyone was. You know, I, I always like to listen. Yeah. When people are leaving, just to see what people are sort of saying. Um, and there was a lot of that was fucking freaky. Well, I because you went nice. to the bathroom when we got out, didn't you? Yes. Um, oh, yeah. And I got the, the, the so there were some people sat on the sofas and they were talking. And I was like, "If you just come out a black phone," and the girl was like, "Yes, wasn't it good? Wasn't it amazing?" So yeah, it was cool. Quality. Yeah, I think, it, I think the thing is, is I mentioned to some of the younger people that I work that I work with that I was going to see black phone. They're like, "Oh, I thought now it's next week." So like, oh, it's like an advanced screen thing. Like, oh, I want to go see that next week. Hmm. Hmm. It's interesting it's cutting through. Good. Um, oh, also, the new Blumhouse logo. Fucking getting Michael yeah. Myers in there. Fair play to him. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. You, you mentioned that. Like, you, you mentioned, like, is that the first time that's happened? Yeah. Yeah, apparently it was new for this. Um, and, yeah, I mean, why not? you got the fucking rights to that shit. Use it. Um, exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, I feel like we're wrapping up on Blackphone. Um, yeah. Yeah, you know what? Definitely not shit. I think I like. I, I think I might like it a little bit more after talking through it. Yeah, definitely not shit. Uh, I'm actually looking forward to a, a home rewatch uh, when it comes yeah. out. For yeah, that. yeah, I'll have another uh, uh, Our audience poll definitely not shit. Sixty-seven percent. Uh, Touching cloth eight percent. Shit seventeen percent. And Geostorm eight of the percent. Um, hey, Hannah, you know, I think you really can't be a good rewatch of a TV show. Would you agree with that, love? Oh, 
Well, yes, I would. Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I think during, you know, global pandemics, storms, all of these things, it's quite nice to just sit down and burn through something that you've seen a million Absolutely times. Absolutely nothing like a binge watch. Star Trek. Babylon 5. Because you could sit there for hours looking at serial killer documentaries. Absolutely. Uh, that Netflix. doesn't make you a weird person uh, at it all. Doesn't. Yeah, you could watch documentaries that all seem to be about women killing men. Love you, darling. You could put off watching Daredevil for the 30th time. Harry Potter. But really, you can't be immersing yourself in the warm jumper of a rewatch of a show of or a, a franchise. A beloved franchise. A beloved franchise. Lord of the Rings. Twin Peaks. From VHS compilations recorded off television with the ad breaks, cut out of course, to DVD box sets of Sex in the City and, I don't know, Smallville. <laughs> Farscape. Quantum Leap. To giving up finding new content on Netflix and just having a comfort trawl through Star Trek The Next Generation or Parks and Recreation. I think that we can all agree. There's a lot to be said for that. You can't beat a good rewatch. So... With that in mind, join Anna and Mike from Chinstroke vs. Panzilla as we burn through some of our favourite franchises and share our immediate reactions to each instalment in both spoiler and non-spoiler sections. To do that, do a search for The Rewatch Project with Hannah and Mike on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whichever your favourite podcast provider may be, or go directly to anchor.fm forward slash rewatch project. We are proud members of the Pod Syndicate family of podcasts. ever wondered what so-called family films will scar your kids forever? Putting four or five-year-olds in front of this movie, it's like, if they didn't know what death was before this, they're going to know it after it. They're going to know it after it, and they're going to be freaking terrified. They're going to be questioning you. Yeah. Or do you have the slight suspicion that your loved one has a cold, dead heart? Yeah, The Dark Knight has got like, all the orphans, and like, oh no, we're going to die. They did not build up those orphans at all. In my head, it's like, kill them. Then look no further, the His Film, Her Movie podcast is the show for you. It's the movie podcast that celebrates the contrasting cinematic tastes of its hosts. So join Jordan and Lauren every week on their unique journey through the land of the silver screen. So if you're looking for a few laughs, some fun film-related chat, then get involved. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, folks, so a uh, bit of a temporal pincer movement happening today. Um, so we are now at the start of recording before Becky's got home, and Becky has not seen Char Char Real Smooth. So we're going to talk about Char Char Real Smooth. Directed by Cooper Wraith and stars, uh, written and directed by Cooper Wraith. Does the theme tune, sings the theme tune, starring Cooper Wraith and Dakota Johnson. Um, and what's the, so it's a Sundance film that Apple bought, uh, and it's about a guy, Andrew, I think his name is, played by Cooper Wraith, uh, who is, uh, like, he's just left college, and he doesn't really know what his life is going to be, he's kind of shagging a girl, but not really, and another girl's gone off to Barcelona, and it seems to have dumped him, 
Um, he meets Dakota Johnson, uh, who, who plays a mum to an autistic teenager. That's right, Dakota Johnson is playing a mum to a teenager. Um, and um, uh, there, there's some... She's a bit older than him. You know, it's a little bit mismatched. Are they soulmates? How many soulmates can you have? Uh, all while he's also trying to sort out his life generally. So... It's pretty sundancey. <laughs> um, so, um, Mark, cha cha, real smooth. You know, it has some good words. Um, you know, like I say, Apple bought it. Uh, you know, Apple are pretty hot with this stuff at the moment. How did this play out for you? <sighs> it's an odd one, <laughs> right? In the sense that I think, I think if You've got to look at films for their the actual film. You, you, you know, it, it's best to try not to look too much around uh, the film if you can get away with it. However, I don't think you can do that too much with this because it is written and directed uh, and produced, I believe, by um, the, yeah, it is. The, the, the star. So it, it's solely written by him. So... You, you kind of you can't you can't really take away from the fact that um, that, that that there has to be a little bit of something um, within Andrew the main character that Cooper Wraith sort of either sees in himself or envisions in himself or wants for himself or has been told what he's like or what he's not like or something like that. There has to be something within that. And unfortunately, I think that does make you look at the film slightly different. Because, and, and you've referenced this uh, in, in Message We Exchange, the film is at pains to basically say, hey, Andrew, he's a good guy. He's one of the good guys. He might have a few flaws, but you know what? He's a good guy. Look at him. Look how cool he is with his brother. Look how cool he is with with Dakota Johnson's artistic kid. He's a good, good guy at every single turn. That it almost becomes a little bit like it verges on this is fucking odd. Unless at the end of it he kills them both and buries them in the garden, which you know is not going to happen. It is just a little bit, dare I use the phrase, simpering at points. It's it's like he's running in the midterm elections and he spent a shitload of money making a campaign video about himself. Mm. Yeah. It is so fucking weird how in love it is with the main character. Yes. And especially when the film is written and directed by the guy who is playing the lead character. And it's like, okay, he's a little bit fucked up, but not in any particularly egregious ways. He gets a bit pissed and he has, he chews out his brother once yeah but it it, 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 it's barely even like it's barely even a chewing out is it you know it's almost like 
you know, if, if you were to grade the chewing out on the level of, of of candy bar that would be crushed by it, I think a Mars bar would struggle against that chewing out. <laughs> I mean, that's one of the best analogies I think I've ever heard. Uh, so congratulations. Uh, wow. Uh, <laughs> but I, yeah, it it's just, it's an odd duck of a film, isn't it? Because it's like Dakota Johnson... Like she produced this film as well, mm. um, and she's very, very good in it. It almost feels like she's in a completely different fucking film. Mm. Yeah, her ca- um, her, her yeah. character almost feels a little bit <sighs> like like they were trying to write her as having something that something really wrong, but couldn't <laughs> work out what it would be. <laughs> like they went. Ooh, she might be an alcoholic. No, we don't like that, though. Uh, ooh, there might be, like, a hint of she's got a little bit of... No, we don't like that either, though. All right, she's just, 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 just getting through life. Yeah. And it's... That, yeah. That's kind of... It's kind of it, really. It's so... I, I, one thing I am baffled about is... is a, this film doesn't know how to end, so it just ends. And B, yeah. it, it it should have ended about 20 minutes before it ended. <laughs> it it should, I don't know, yeah. I mean, I think the, the, re, the, the realisation with Dakota Johnson's character of, you know, do you know what, you, you and me, it's not going to work. I do actually... Like he's my fiance and I do love him and yeah and I I thought that guy Raul, uh, Raul Costello Costello was actually really good in it because he kind of he's kind of painted as a bit of a prick but if you like then rewind in your mind it is just like who's this fucking random loser twenty year old who we're paying to be a babysitter who seems to have a bit of a spark going on with my fiance but doesn't like threaten him or beat him up or anything is just like you know i back the fuck like you back the fuck off but in a in a relatively chill way I, I i thought that character was interesting but it's like even in the film there it's like oh he's a prick isn't he he's a pr- andrew's a good guy yeah and then as soon as it's like oh well um actually no she's going to be with him actually he's all right you've got the moment <laughs> where he's like thank you for uh, thank you for uh, looking after my family or whatever yeah. you know it's like wh- okay the film's now allowing him to be a good guy because Andrew is allowing the fact that okay I'm not going to be with Dakota Johnson it's not going to happen yeah it it's fucking it kind the thing the thing is. Dakota Johnson is is cracking in it, and at times you do get swept up in that that guy being charming. There were a couple of moments early on, and I also fucking loved that scene where he's having that uncomfortable sex with that girl that he was in high school with. Yeah, and then they're talking after, and it was just like completely transactional. And he's like, you know, do you want to do it again? She's like, God no, <laughs> but not in a get out. It's just like this isn't really a thing. But you know, you know, I I I liked that, and that felt that felt real. Like there was stuff in this that felt like it probably was cribbed from his life. But it also, and I said to you this in WhatsApp, but it also felt like 
in 2014 or 15 when 50 shades of gray came out cooper wraith watched that film and jerked it to, to dakota johnson like no one's business and in the years hence he has made it his sole mission to become a filmmaker so he can cast dakota johnson as a girl as a woman who he kisses and at one point says actually no i don't want to have sex with you because you don't seem like you're into it even though she just fucking straddled him that right at that moment i was like right this is bullshit it just felt like, like, literally, he is he is almost like turning around to the camera and going, see, I told you I was a, good, a good guy. I'm a good guy. I'm such a good guy. Yeah. I'm such a good guy. Even though she just threw herself at me, I can tell, I can tell that she's not, you know, maybe she's actually not into it. So I'm just going to back off. I, I want to, you know, I want, but no, I can't. Fuck off. Yeah. Fuck off. Yeah. It's... Later in the film, he will literally, you know, I I think the film doesn't, I think the film tries to make him a little bit, at points, tries to sort of say, look, we're not saying he's perfect, but in the most minuscule of ways that that makes it seem a little bit like, like the only time where he's outwardly not perfect is where he has a few drinks at some of the party things he's at, um, and when he um, soft chews his brother, that's about it. And that it, yeah, it, it's so weird. Even like the little bits oh. where he's a little bit obsessed with the girl he was kind of had a thing with before she went to Barcelona. The majority of that is him on his own, just looking at her Instagram, going, "Who's this guy?" <laughs> yeah, and I mean that that kind of turns to nothing. The kind of on-off thing he's having with that other girl turns to nothing. Um, he's that fucking he goes to that job interview completely bombs it and then he ends up getting the fucking job like what (laughs) What? how did that interview lead to him getting a job yeah like it it, it, I don't know and it's like he's such a nice guy you know like and what 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 job is he gonna have he's gonna work at a non-profit helping people helping reach out to lonely people He's he's such a good guy Mark He's such a good guy. He's so good. It's yeah, it, it's painful how good a guy he is. It's and like I say, I think if this was, I think I, I think he's actually quite good in it. Is the weird thing. <laughs> he is. <laughs> but, but the problem is, is that it, I'd be saying, look, Cooper Riff is fucking great in it. If he didn't also write and direct the fucking thing. Yeah. It, yeah. It's it, uh, there's there's bits in it like you say that that feel like a little bit like real interactions, but then there's also bits within it that feel like people don't talk like this. This this feels almost like 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 the way that, so, that something like this has happened to you in your life, and when you were laid in bed later on at night you basically wrote what you wish you'd said rather than what you actually did say. Sure. And that's what, that literally is almost, I would say, 90% of Cha-Cha Real Smooth. I just, like that speech he gives to Leslie Mann at the end. And it's just like, she's she's a loving mother and he's he's never really done anything in the film to make her think that, he doesn't think that, but at the end, 
he's such a good guy. He has to tell his mum how much she means to him yeah. and how happy he is for the life that she's having. Such, he's such a good guy. Even stepdad Greg, who he keeps on calling stepdad Greg, which no one does. No one, do, no one does that. No one says stepdad, whatever their stepdad's name is. Yeah, that... it, 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 unless you are a an affected little prick. <laughs> yeah, 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 quite. And I, I would and, say, like, it, but it, even stepdad Greg's one around. Yeah, he's a good guy. I would say that that if if I were a stepdad to a child who referred to me as stepdad Mark and continue doing it into adulthood, there would be a point where when his mum walked out of the room or something like that, I would lean forward and go, if you don't drop the stepdad Mark thing, I'm going to beat the living fuck out of you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I, I almost feel like this film deserves a new rating where it's just like, oh, fuck off. It, it, it is a little bit like that because the, the, the issue is there's a... I actually think there's a decent filmmaker in there. I'm not... Yeah. Write a second film. Obviously, you know, you, you can give a little bit of to self-indulgence of second film. Um, fuck, you can give a lot of self-indulgence of 15th film. You know, Jesus Christ. You know, there's a lot of filmmakers out there who write and direct who are very self-indulgent but make great films. The problem is, when you cast yourself in that role... It, mm. And I know it, I've said it a few times, but it just it feels like you're trying to prove something. And when you cast yourself as, you know, especially this role, you know, he's not just nice to her kid; he's nice to her autistic kid and even her hamster. And oh yeah, it just. I mean, even down to like the point of where you know the the bit where he gets all the t-shirts for them to do yeah. the slow, cool walk in these fucking jazzy t-shirts. I, that was the moment where I was looking at it going, "Ah, oh, fuck off!" Yeah, that that's all right. This is for the trailer. This is for the poster. Um, I hope that the merch store for this ends up selling these t-shirts. Hmm. It's it's interesting. Sundance. There's this kind of like almost like old wives' tale about like the fact that it's it's really really high up and the altitude gets to people's heads when they're bidding on films and when they're reviewing films. Mm. And there's this kind of idea that films that come out of Sundance often, like more often than not, when they're actually released critically and commercially, it's like yeah whatever. Char Char Real Smooth feels like that for me. It doesn't. It, it, like the reviews that have been coming out for it, like there have been some good ones. There have also been quite a lot of like three star. Yeah, it's all right. I, I, you know, and, I three starred it. Um, I think I might have topped out on stealth down to two and a half star, but I three starred it just because it existed. It didn't necessarily offend me in any way, but it's just you know when you know when there's a lot of times where um, where uh, people will, and this isn't accusing, what is it, because it wasn't made by Apple TV or anything like that, but when people have a go at blockbusters and things like that, and they say oh, we shouldn't have as many blockbusters because then low budget films don't get made, completely missing the point that the majority of low budget films are actually you know, independently made and then purchased by studios, which is a by the by mm. but the reason why they don't get you know, they don't get big releases or anything like that it, it's like, it, 
it's kind of because of films like this that are just yeah. kind of self-indulgent, incredibly self-aggrandizing films that, yeah, might connect to a certain amount of people, but the amount of people that are actually going to watch this versus the amount of people that are actually going to genuinely connect with it, not just feel like they should because it's about an artistic kid and it's this... It, they want to get in on the fucking... They want to get in early on what might be, like, the they, the fucking new uh, voice of a generation. Um, mm. And it just... That felt a little bit... You know... It, I, I, for the first time in, 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 I think, for one of these films, I, I was watching it going, I think I might be too old for this shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and the, that's the thing. I think it could be that 15 years ago, I, 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 I feel like maybe this would have worked for me if I identified more with the character. Mm. Um, and it's like. I, I I think back to like Zach Braff with Garden State or Josh Radner with like um Happy Thank You More Please, where they're like writer, director, actors making films about how messy their lives are. Um and liberal arts with Josh Radner as well, where it's like him will will they won't they with fucking uh, Elizabeth Olsen. Um and but those films they're not afraid to actually paint, like actually paint themselves as pricks who kind of need to get over themselves. Mm. Cha Cha Real Smooth doesn't do that. It's he's a good guy. He's just not exactly got a sense of direction. Yeah, he he's his biggest failing is he's a little listless. Yeah, but like he literally has a yeah. It's not a great job. But it's a steady job throughout. He isn't bouncing from job to job. He works at a place called Meat Sticks, which generally isn't great, but it's not that bad. You know, and then he gets a job, you know, working for a non-profit where he gets to help people. He isn't that listless. <laughs> no, no. It's because he's a great guy. He's a really, really good guy. He's a, re- he a really good guy. Do you know what they should have done in the film? They should have made you realise what a really good guy he was. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely, and then he should have got run over by a car at the end. There's no punch to this movie, there's no teeth to it whatsoever. No, it's just, no. Yeah, even like like, like moments where you go, like literally, I, I am right in thinking, I haven't, I haven't completely misread this. Dakota Johnson has a miscarriage in this movie, doesn't she? Fucking hell, that's what it was. Yeah. yeah, okay. Dakota Johnson has a miscarriage in this movie. And it is literally just yeah. like, he's like, yeah, I thought that might have been what it was. And she's like, mm, do you want to fuck me? No, I don't think you want to fuck me right now, do you? So I'm going to be the good guy. Cause, what the shit? I mean, <laughs> yeah, no, do you know what? I didn't think that. I All I had in my head was, this is like the weirdest suicide attempt of all time. Like she's in a bathroom in a bar mitzvah, and then it's just like there's loads of blood. Like what? But no, you're right, and because that that does track for the rest of the film. Because I was thinking, like fucking hell, she was suicidal, but she seemed to get over that quickly. But no, okay, a miscarriage. Yeah, all right. That I think that is the only thing that makes sense. Yeah. Well, that's it. Because yeah, it's it's. Man, it's such a 
it just that that whole little section there is just dealt with within literally she just she has a shower and then she comes downstairs and she's just like yeah yeah I want wasn't a period it's like oh yeah I thought that wanna fuck yeah yeah but I won't because you don't want to and I'm a good guy <laughs> yeah I mean I, I have a feeling that, that that when Dakota Johnson decides she wants to fuck I think it just happens <laughs> no I mean it's it. it... It reminds me of an interview I read with uh, Jodie Whittaker, like Doc- Doctor Who, once, where it was like a Guardian week- weekend thing. And it was like, how often do you have sex? And she was just like, whenever I like. And it was like, good for you. Dakota Johnson, that's 100% her answer as well. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you, can, you can imagine her turning around to Cooper Raven going, going, so in the scene where where, where I, I show you and, we, and we, we're about to have sex... You, you don't have sex with me. Yeah. What's that then? <laughs> yeah. The, the concept was aliens was like, oh my God, I didn't know that happened. Does that happen to people? It's like, yeah, not to people like you though. Yeah, no, I mean, like Chris Martin must just, I mean, he already looks drained. <laughs> yeah. He already looks ill, but like, could you fucking imagine? Like that's... <laughs> he has to go on tour to get away the, from it. <laughs> the, the guy from Coldplay has kids with Gwyneth Paltrow and his father-in-law is basically both Don Johnson and Antonio Banderas. <laughs> yep. The guy from Coldplay. Yep. Long way, I mean, lo- lo- long got... way from walking along a beach seeing yellow, innit? <laughs> yeah, in it just. I mean, I, I, yeah, good, good on him. You know, absolute respect to the dude. Like wild. Madly, I've 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 met Chris Martin a long, long time ago, like twenty odd years ago, a couple of times over a brief. Over a well, was he nice? Because I bet he's nice. Uh, I got pissed with him. Uh, he played yeah, in York, okay. um, and then I saw him at Leeds Fest. But I literally saw him, saw Coldplay, and then saw him at Leeds Fest like a few weeks later. And he came over and started chatting to me because he remembered that we'd that we'd met up in York, and he was lovely, a yeah. really nice guy. Yeah, I bet. I fucking bet. And it, I don't know. This is. It kind of feels like you don't get Gwyneth Paltrow and Dakota Johnson without at, probably actually being all right. Yeah. Dakota Johnson in particular. She. I bet she fucking takes no bullshit. Oh yeah. I, I, I bet when they got together and she went, I don't ever want this to be like a celebrity relationship. I don't ever want to see us get his picture together or anything like that. I bet he kind of just went, I like the sound of that. It's like, oh no, you don't have a yeah, choice. That... <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, it, it, yeah. I, I don't know. I talked about the Kurt Johnson last week, so let's move on. Um, <laughs> her face looks like it knows email. Um, yeah, I mean, Cha Cha real smooth. It's a mix of definitely shit and oh fuck off for me. Uh, yeah, I'm. Yeah, I, 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 I really want to say that I'm that I'm. That I'm touching cloth on it, but I'm not. Yeah, it, it, it's shit with a mixture of oh fuck off, mate. But in saying that, weirdly, I'm interested to see what he does next, unless it's starring him. I yeah, I'd go, I'd go yeah. That's that's where I'm at as well. If he's in it and he's like one of the supporting characters, fine. But if it's if it's just another film where. He plays, I don't know, a fucking magician or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Then, yeah, then I'll be a little bit, 
magician. Yeah. But yeah. you could see it, couldn't you? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah you could. But but the weird thing is, he's not very good. But do you know what? The kids love the fact that yeah. he's not very good because they see he's pure of heart. Yeah, he's trying. He's, he's trying because he's a good guy. He's, a good, he's guy. a good guy, that magician. Yeah. And it'll be it'll come out on fucking Criterion and it'll just be the good guy trilogy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Ciao, ciao, Real Smith. We hope you liked it, listener. Yeah. Our audience poll was definitely not shit, 33%. Touching cloth, 44%. And shit, 22%. Yeah, I mean, that... Yeah, it that feels... That does not... That doesn't sound like something that Apple bought from Sundance was, like, they were expecting that reaction. Yeah, for, like, $15 million, I believe, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean they, and yeah, Cooper Rafe's like washed his face with that. Like he's he's made some good money, mm-hmm. so fair play, good for him. Fair play to him. I I'm, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say I doubt he needs it, but uh, <laughs> but yeah. Um, Mark, you know when I said that I didn't have any other what we watched. I uh, yeah, I, you've got another one. I know you have. I lied. Um, yeah, so, you did. So, I. Father's Day on Sunday, and uh, I was having a look at the Showcase website, and I was like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. They're showing Predator today. So I just said to Donna, not doing anything this afternoon, are we? No. Do you mind if I go watch Predator? Yeah, fine. It's like, fucking sweet. All right, then, fine. So took myself off to see Predator. Rant incoming. So Predator is fucking... It's, it's Predator. It's great. It was cool seeing it on a big screen. Again, there was this girl who was in the row behind me who I don't think had ever seen Predator, and it worked for her like a fucking horror film. Whenever they were by themselves and, like, you knew the Predator was around somewhere, she was losing her fucking shit and just going, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. And I never, ever, like, viewed predator through that lens before a bit like being a like a horror movie but i get it um but it's just also very very cool and the characters are so fucking good in predator um and also um because someone said you were the best Dylan, you son of a bitch. Literally, (laughs) multiple people said that in sync with him. It (laughs) ruled. Yep, that's the sort of one where you're like, I am fucking okay with that. What's the matter, Dylan? They got you pushing too many pencils. It just is. (laughs) It's so good. Um, So anyway... A Predator is a, just a phenomenal film and watching it in a cinema with the big sound and, and big was great. But um, there is... So Predator has had a bit of a time in terms of uh, home video releases where when it came out on Blu-ray in the Ultimate Hunter edition, uh, it used a process called DNR, Digital Noise Reduction, which Noel Mellor fucking loves uh, <laughs> Noel Meller is an idiot um, and it basically makes everybody look waxy it makes everybody look smooth and
and it's very, very distracting. There is now a 4K, which has apparently fixed this. Mark, you said yourself that the 4K of Predator looks mighty fine. It does look very nice, yes. Yeah. So this wasn't a this wasn't like a new uh, like a new official re-release. It was just randomly showcase was showing it probably because it was Father's Day, and it was like. So I don't know what I was expecting, but and I know this is one this is one of the geekiest fucking things I will ever say. So strap in. I knew I was in trouble when the BBFC cert came up at the start. And it was the the old BBFC logo where it was like with like the little B, BBFCs in the background, like the ones they did before the ones that they do now that are like fucking fruit pastels. Yeah. So I was like, fuck, this is a release that they did in time with the Blu-ray, like in the early 2010s. Fuck, it's that it's that one. And I said in the boy chat, Mark, back me up. I said beforehand, I really fucking hope it's not that one. Yeah. And it was. Yeah. And it just one of the, a, a bugbear of mine is when uh films are re-released in the cinema and they say new 4K restoration. Like I remember Marlon Drive got a cinema release a few years back and it's like new 4K restoration. Yeah, cool. Do you know what would be better than watching it in 4K in the cinema? A fucking 35mm print. Yeah. Because it is actually, actually better quality. So already the 4K, I'm I, I just like I'll accept it. I have to deal with it. The fact that it was just a DCP from a decade ago and is this Ultimate Hunter edition, which looks like it looks smooth as baby Ultimate shit. Hunter edition, God, yeah, I remember that. Like smooth as baby shit, like the the the, the faces and whatnot, and it's so fucking distracting. And I, that was really disappointing but it's predator it's one of the most consistently entertaining films ever made but i, I mean yeah. it is though it, it just it is it is wall to wall either funny or cool or tense or badass it's never not one of those things no it is it is it yeah it is, it is relentlessly brilliant, that movie. <laughs> relentlessly brilliant is perfect. I just, yeah. Honestly, Google some of the screenshots of the Ultimate Hunter edition. In, in fact, when you guys are talking about what we watched, I think I might have a look and fucking just, like, send you some links. Um, but anyway, any, anyway, yeah. If, we, if they're going to release Predator in the cinema again, either get a print or just, like, I don't know. Even showing the 4K Blu-ray might be better. But, hey, even though... Oh, there was actually... Sorry, one last thing. There was some controversy this week where uh, The Thing was re-released into US cinemas. They were doing, like, special one-off screenings. What did they do? Showed it in the wrong fucking aspect ratio. Oh, I heard about that, yeah. Oh, I'm showing Vex a picture now. Yeah, looks like um like a computer game. It doesn't look like a computer game. Is yeah. by, by any chance is it a shot of Carl Webbers? No, it's not. It's it, it's it's Arnie, uh, but it's it, it's against the original release versus the Ultimate Hunter edition, and yet it just looks fucking horrible. 
that's that is digital noise reduction dnr it was very very popular with uh like with blu-ray releases in the early uh uh teens yeah. they stopped they, they, they've stopped doing that now because when they clean this stuff up they're only cleaning it up for fucking nerds who are actually going to notice this shit yeah anyway predator fucking brilliant what have you guys been watching i'll let you do yours bex because i need to come grab the charge of the laptop um so i actually made an effort to watch some films on my own this week after nice so i was chastised last week um yeah so obviously i'd been watching stranger things hadn't i um so i got to the got to the end of season four part one and was kind of digging vibes so i was trying to work out what i could watch that was similar and decided to re-watch the fear street trilogy oh that's uh, ace yeah. okay how did how did that hold up I went through all three, watching them, one, obviously one by one, going, yeah, this one's definitely the best of the three. And then going on to the next one going, actually, this one's the best of the three. So we, basically, whichever one I was watching I, was the best of the three at that particular time. Um, they, they, do you know what? They're all just really fucking good. Um, it, it baffles me that they weren't sort of more of a big deal, I guess. Um but yeah, for for easy to watch horror, it's it's great. But it's not; it doesn't really pull any punches on like the gore or anything like that either. Because they say that it's you know adapted from a kids book. That that bit where she gets her head obliterated in the meat slicer still fucking gets me. Um, but yeah, just just really good, really cleverly, 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 cleverly linked as well like everything everything comes together at the end you know there's no major plot holes that i could pick out really um yeah they just they just really fucking work and watching them just like back to back like that again is it's a really like good experience i watched them like i think like one day after the other um and just yeah really really enjoyed my rewatch I think with the exception as well of that um that that bit I don't know there is some there is some murders in there isn't there I'd say it's quite a good one for for like older kids introduction to horror but it is possibly yeah. a little bit hardcore for <laughs> sorry Max Max displaying his legs at me because he's wearing shorts um, and look at your screen guys oh oh sorry Oh, am yes. I not sharing screen? No. All right, hang on. Sorry, Bex, I need to do this. Am <laughs> I sharing screen now? No. Fuck's sake. All right, I need you to have a look at this fucking screenshot. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. We're getting to it. We're getting to it. It's Carl Webbers, and I just need to show you. opening it now no, we'll get to. back to you in 40 minutes when it loads <laughs> <laughs> he looks like a fucking mannequin 
Come on, friends, get twice. Oh, go away with you. Oh, I don't even know what's doing now. His tash looks like it's been drawn on. <laughs> God, yeah, that's so fucking weird. It's like, how fucking weird is that, though? So this is on Blu-ray.com, folks. There are screenshots of this. It got a two out of five on Blu-ray.com for video quality. <laughs> that on a fucking massive screen was <laughs> bizarre. Terrifying. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, kind of, yeah. It just, it doesn't look real. Anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm so sorry, and I will shut up now, but it really fucking bothers me. Uh, I, can't, I can't remember what it was. Um, yeah, first ritual, really good. Have you watched? On my own, yeah. It's three movies. Right. So fucking sass, mate. Amateur. <laughs> oh, fuck you. Yeah. Uh, we only watched one movie again this week, didn't we? That wasn't one of the movies we were going to review, main review. Yes. So we watched Dazed and Confused, didn't we? Izzy's Choice. Izzy's Choice, because it's Isabel's favourite movie. Yeah. It's to kind of celebrate her finishing doing her A-levels. We did all right there, didn't we? We did all right there, yeah. yeah. Her favourite movies, yeah, Dazed and Confused. I love that she loves films. Yeah. Yeah. That's satisfying. But yeah, she loves Dazed and Confused. It's it's her favourite. We had a nice dinner. So, yeah, so basically Isabel finished her A-levels. She had the last one last Friday, didn't she? Yeah. So, got home, took her for a pint, came home. Had a delicious dinner. Watched Dazed and Confused. It was amazing. Yes. It's Dazed and Confused that we spoke about before on here, haven't we? Many times. Many times, yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, I have a few what I've been watching. Uh, so I watched a film. I watched a um, 1983's um, John um, Badham's movie, uh, Blue Thunder. I've not seen this before. <laughs> have you ever seen this, Ian? No, I've I is it on Netflix? Yes. I've passed it on Netflix several times and gone, oh, I might watch that and then not not done it. So I won't give too much away of a 40-year-old movie. Uh, but it's weirdly one of the most like it's an action thriller that does have action thriller. It's a very horny movie, is what I will say. Um but like, there's like there's, there's there's like an extended scene of them in this police helicopter, essentially watching a um, a woman doing yoga naked, and it goes on for like a long time, <laughs> hmm. um, and it, it, it's almost like it, it, it's known that that whenever anyone goes up uh, with Roy Schneider. Uh, it, Shana, he, he takes the to watch this. What is it? It's like a thing. It's like, man, the eighties were a different time, weren't they? <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's it's weirdly breezy. Like there is peril there, but it's 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 got such an odd kind of tone to it um, that just feels kind of. Like I say, it, it's it's entertaining and it zips along 
a really nice pace and um uh, it, you know the, all the cast are all great uh, but yeah it's got this this oddly just sort of floaty nature that, that, that quite a lot of, to be honest um John Badham movies have to them but yeah I I really quite enjoyed it but there's no like big thrillery moments within it it, it almost it is almost a buddy comedy points mm. but it's what I would say it, it's not one that I would say massively rushed to but like treadmill watch or something like that yeah bang on Sounds quite interesting. I can't. Oh God, I miss my treadmill what, what, watches. They got rid of the fucking gym in the office. Pricks. But yeah, if you have if you have anything else that's equivalent to a treadmill watch, Ian, there you go. Blue Thunder <laughs> is 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 decent for that. I had a good time with it. It's breezy. It's not going to. If at any point you have to pause it and come back to it, like. A few hours later, or a day later, you, you're not going to lose the like the the like the, the tension flow of it. Mm. Um, yeah. So there. Um, did my customary yearly watch of Blow because I watch nice. it pretty much every year for some reason. So I did my customary yearly watch of Blow. Um, and yeah, I I really like Blow. It's one of those odd movies that I could literally watch <laughs> like every month and would probably still just not get bored of it. It's more the one where he starts out as like a weed dealer. Yeah. 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 We watched I mean, that really recently. Yeah. Again, like it very much sort of marks wheelhouse. Yeah. You know, um, you know, low level drug kingpin saga. <laughs> um, I think it's because I watched Scarface so much when I was young. Yeah. That now I'm like, well, I'm, yeah, this it's kind of like almost. It's, it's like, these movies are like a fucking hug. To me. <laughs> I find Scarface really hard to watch now. Yeah, well, you kind of perfect, can you? Um, wow. I also watched Brooklyn's Finest because I appear to be watching just lots of like. How many times have you seen Brooklyn's Finest, Mark? My third. Um, yeah, it's the thing about Brooklyn's Finest is it's good. It's better than something like. Um, Pride and Glory, the Ed Norton and Colin Farrell one. It's better than mm. something like that, but it, it, it's kind of like it, it's it's towards the end of that post training day, um, like naughty thing that was just cops um, from various different places like Brooklyn and Boston often. So parts of New York. Chicago and Boston mm. when they were off and around there and it's towards the end of that it, it, it does feel like it's kind of started to run out of stories mm. there um, so it's not quite it's nowhere near like Training Day and it's not even at the level of something like Street Kings didn't you say you wanted to rewatch Training Day yeah yeah, yeah I, I my brain's going oh I can watch Street Kings as well so I'm basically watching a lot of these <laughs> over the next few weeks yeah. so strap in guys um, but it's got a very good performance from, from Ethan Hawke uh, uh, it's Anton uh, Fuqua um, as a, a, a director on this, um, of course, did um, Training Day. Um, weirdly, I, I didn't actually realise that the other movie I had watched, this wasn't intentional. 
um, was also um, Anton Foucault. So I rewatched um, the 2016 Magnificent Seven. Mark, I need to stop you for a second. What? How do you not intentionally watch a film? Well, no, I, I, I didn't. I, it wasn't like I wasn't like doing like a, a series of this director in my head. I just noticed. Oh shit! Yeah, they're both. They're both right. Places. Sorry. So do it. Person. Yeah. Okay. Right. Okay. I thought it was like I accidentally stumbled and found myself watching Grandma's <laughs> Boy. I mean that that those sort of things do happen to me. <sighs> so yeah, so I watched we watched the Magnificent Seven, which I we reviewed, didn't we? Yeah, I watched it in 4DX and got fucking raped in my seat. Oh, God, yeah, it wasn't. That wasn't it. I, I think, largely, we, for the majority, we quite enjoyed it, didn't we? Sure. I mean, your experience was vastly different to mine. Uh, but I think we largely enjoyed the movie. Mm. So... I also watched this. Did you? This week? No. When you oh, reviewed we, it. you reviewed it, yes. And you enjoyed it, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Um... So we watched it. Thought, right, I'm gonna rewatch it because I remember kind of, you know, I remember enjoying it to a, a good level. I'm in the mood for this kind of thing. Mm. Yeah, it really, really landed with me this time. Thanks, fucking great. I think I, I genuinely nice. think that in a, in a few years' time, when there's a little bit of more sort of time has gone past it, <laughs> I think people might go back and sort of look at this and go, do you know what? That was really fucking good, and we didn't give it enough credit at the time. And I think the, I think I pinpointed the reason why people didn't give enough credit at the time. Because I was saying this to you on X, it's as of has has the actual balls to make a western. Mm. It's a western. It's not a western that is actually set in the south. It's set in the west. It's not. A Western that is overly stylized. So you've got that element to it. It's not a Western that actually has a hip hop soundtrack. <laughs> it's just a fucking Western. It's got a it's got a fairly generic but well played bad guy. Um with uh what's his name? Um Peter Sarsgaard. Sure. But who comes across as bad as, as just a complete utter dick. And he plays that really well. Mm. Um, and then each of the, you know, the Magnificent Seven are pretty fucking great and get like a good little arc. Ethan Hawke is fantastic in this. Yeah, yeah. You know, really is a essentially going, what if we gave him PTSD? And he plays that really, really fucking well. And the the, the 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 redemption bit he gets when he fucking leaves them and then fucking comes riding back in mm. and you just you know someone's just about to fucking take out Denzel of Washington then all of a sudden bang they just fought the floor it, it you do actually there, there is like a few fucking fucking yeah moments <laughs> and then the, it it properly fucking gets you and it's this big you know it had a big budget but it's all on the fucking screen. And it looks massive and all of the characters are there. And the other bit that you necessarily, because effectively, <sighs> Westerns were kind of almost like prototype superhero movies. Mm. And that's what these guys are. They are 
you know, dare I say it, they're a Westerns version of the fucking Avengers. <laughs> you know, that to an extent they are. In the Walter Hill, all films are Westerns yeah. um, idea. Well, the thing is, they do die. Mm. You know, th- th- there's only two of them left, and it isn't the most famous. It is, it's obviously it's the lead character in Denzel Washington. Mm. But it, then it's not, they don't go, well, yeah, we, we better make sure Chris Pratt stays alive, just in case we want to do the Magnificent Seven 2 <laughs> or anything like that. Um, they do fucking kill off um, Young Hun Lee, who's fucking brilliant in it. And it's cool as fucking fuck. It's cool as fucking fucking everything. Um, You know, you get D'Onofrio gets a great fucking death in it. Mm. Um, And they do kill off, you know, Chris Pratt. Um, But yeah, it's... I had a fucking great time with Magnificent Seven. It's fucking brilliant. And everyone else should fucking realise it. And the only (laughs) only problem that it had is it had the balls to actually be just a fucking proper old school fucking western yeah very cool yeah. It, 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 it's it's my I, I i'm putting it in the punch people on the nose level of i will defend this movie people on the nose yeah not like a full-blown like hit but if someone just starts shit talking it i will just left tap them on the nose to go stop it fair enough yeah, just a, why'd, you, why'd you hit me? I was just saying I did bang. Just stop doing it and I'll stop hitting you in the face. I really want to watch The Good, The Bad and The Weird again now. Hell it's yeah. Good. It's good though. I wonder if it's on anything. Yeah, um, so yeah, that was that was what I've been watching. Sorry, the connectivity issue there obviously was Hunley. Yeah. <laughs> so um, next week I'll be watching Magnificent Seven again and more. <laughs> More cop films that were made between 2001 and 2010. Feels like there's plenty. Yeah. Yeah. So in a few weeks, you'll have me talking about half times. Oh, fucking hell. That's a fucking air as well, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it is. (laughs) Son of a bitch. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, fucking hell. Okay. So, we're going to talk a little bit about a film, the second film in a month from this director. Yep. Oh, the pandemic, what a weird web it weaved. So, in in, in the space of a month, this director's had the biggest film of the year and the biggest Netflix film of the year. Is it? Yeah. Fair play. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it feels like Netflix haven't really had bangers so far this year. So, um, yeah, I suppose that's not a surprise. We've got The Grey Man coming in a few weeks, though, to mm-hmm. whelm everyone. Um, <laughs> yes. yes. To be I noticed, to fuck. I, I, I noticed on, on, on the trailers it says... From the director of, of all the Marvels film, but doesn't say and cherry. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Um, so 
Spiderhead stars Chris Hemsworth, Miles Teller, uh, Teller and uh, Jeremy, uh, Jeremy Solet, Smollett. Wow, I can't say that properly at all. Smollett? Smollett. Bum Stop saying Smollett. Stop it. <laughs> um, Smollett. Um, <laughs> I think it's Smollett. Journey Smollett. S- Smollett? <laughs> Jeremy Smollett. Journey That's not yeah, okay. It's, it's Smollett. Jeremy Smollett. Journey. Journey. First name. Journey. I'm fucking staying out of this. <laughs> no, we yeah no we've reached my break my breaking point here. Journey Smollett. 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 Journey Smollett. I think so. And Journey Smollett. Oh my god! Stop saying it. Her agent <laughs> needs to fucking have a word if that's her name. Journey Smollett. I think so. Well, a brother's a Smollett, so yeah, Jussie Smollett. Yeah, yes, it's Smollett. Oh, is he the one who fake beat him, beat himself up? Yeah. Shit, really? Yeah. Yeah. Right. There's three of them. There's there's there's, there's Jussie Smollett, Jake Smollett, and Journey Smollett. Journey Smollett. Journey Smollett. Ian, I swear to God, I'm going to come to Cardiff and punch you if you don't stop saying it. Am I saying it right my brain. now? Am I saying yes. it right now? But hang on. Right, hang on. What? 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 Yeah. Journey. Yeah. Smollett. Smollett. Journey Smollett. Jesus. Yeah. Journey, Journey Smollett. Right, so Chris Hemsworth, Miles Teller, and Journey Smollett. Okay, fair enough. If that's her name, fair play. That's a horrible fucking stage name. Journey Smollett. I think it's just her name. I mean, the thing is, it's like when when they get a uh, representation with like when they register with the union, it's like if another act is like called that and they're alive, then you're, you you shouldn't be taking their name. No other motherfucker is going to be taking Journey Smollett. What a fucking no. name! Wow. So Spiderhead stars those people. Um, I feel like this is like the twenty, like the twenty minutes I had to cut out when we, uh, when Brad came on to talk about glass. <laughs> Journey Smollett. <laughs> have you have you broken in? <laughs> I can't continue. Journey Smollett. The thing is, it's just like I've seen the name before and I've never said it. No, you've said it, 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 it's thrown you. This is simulation shit. It's like Wi Fi. <laughs> I don't, I refuse to accept that's a name. 
I don't think this spun you out so much when we were talking about her as Black Canary. I don't think we ever set uttered the cursed phrase Journey Smollett <laughs> before. I think I was presenting that, so it probably came out as something completely different. It, it, I mean, yeah, it probably Jeremy came out as Anthony Smithson. Hopkins. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, sorry. Like Journey Smollett. God, I honestly... Donna and I have a running gag about us needing to be patched by the simulation because of shit that's just spun us out. <laughs> and that is a fucking doozy. <laughs> Weird. Are you investigating more evidence of Journey Smollett? Uh, that's just her name, Ian. Who is it's, it and how it's... do we stop them? I'm <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry. I'm so sorry. Right. OK, so this is um, based on a New Yorker uh, uh, short story. So you had a new, the New Yorker production logo at the start, which also fucking mm. spun me out. Yeah, it did throw um, me a little bit. I was like, yeah. wait, they're making movies now? <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. So um, this is uh, basically a penitentiary kind of like set in this complex, which is of an island of itself, where Chris Hemsworth is like a, kind of like a doctor who has a pally relationship with like the prisoners. And they are prisoners. They've done bad things and they've voluntarily said, we'll live out our sentences here, having a relatively cushy life, but also... Having these like packs attached to them where they can just like give them dosage of shit basically whenever the fuck as long as they say acknowledge. Um, And it goes on from there. So. Yeah, Spiderhead weirdly became like quite a big deal after Top Gun Maverick. Before that, it was just like, right, it's Chris Hemsworth's Netflix Netflix film for the year. Um. I'm intrigued to see how this one goes. Bex, uh, what did you what did you think of um, Spiderhead, and what did you think of Journey Smollett? Um, yeah, I, do you know what? It's one hour and forty six one hour forty six minutes long. I really enjoyed probably about an hour and a half of it, and then it just goes off a fucking cliff, doesn't it? The ending's just not good. Um. But majority, I thought it was really good. I thought it was really intriguing premise. I thought, thought Journey Smollett was really good in it. Um, Miles Teller's great in it. Even Chris Hemsworth as a scientist, I could kind of get my head around. Pretty buff scientist, but, you know, it's fine, I guess. Um, I, I, I did enjoy just how buff he was. Like, his arms are still yeah. fucking ripped. <laughs> um. But yeah, yeah, I, I I really enjoyed it, but it just doesn't know how to end. I, I often like the fact that they they covered how buff he was by going, have him have him on a have him, have him on a, what is it on an size bike at one point. That'll explain why he's so buff. Yeah, that, that's definitely gonna do it. <laughs> yeah. I really enjoyed guys just fucking just doing spin classes like motherfuckers and going, why don't I like Chris Hemsworth? <laughs> um. Yeah, I thought I thought the, the the chemistry between Miles Teller and Journey Smollett was really good. I thought the little assistant dude sort of portrayed his um, disquiet about how things were going really well. I thought like the even the stupid names for the drugs were like 
you know what? I bet scientists actually do that. I bet they give them really stupid fucking working names. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I, ju- I just wish it had a better ending. I really enjoyed the fact that it didn't look like a Netflix film as well. It didn't have that Netflix patina that they all have where they all look similar. Mm. So it felt like a real movie, whereas a lot of Netflix films don't. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just... It, oh, no, it lots... Just, I'm, sorry, I'm recording. Uh, just to say, if you just heard that, yes, I'm just in my pants and I've been throughout the whole entire recording, which Lottie has just said, why are you naked? Um, I'm just going to... I'm just going to own that. Sorry. Um, because it's hot. Like, lots. can you do me a favour? Can you do me a favour? Can you say this name for me, please? Yuri's... Smollett. Journey Smollett. Just closer than you, Ian. Yeah, you. J- J- Journey Smollett. Yeah. D- does it look like Journey Smollett? Nope. Journey Smollett. No. Okay. All right. I appreciate your help, Bubs. Thank you very much. Fifty p will be deposited in your bank account. Thank you very much. I'm still holding a lolly. Thank you. Okay. Don't mind if. You... I, I, no, I don't mind if you eat your lolly, but I do need to record the podcast. Thank you ever so much, and thank you for outing my um, uh, my dress. Sorry. Why have you still got the card there? Why have I still got the Father's Day card there? Yeah. Because I love that Father's Day card that you made so much effort um, doing, and I've put it on my desk. Good. Actually, you can take these down for me, please. Thank you. All right, love you. Bye. I may or may not remember to cut that out. <laughs> you just you just sat there in your strides, Ian. Um, I literally just got my boxes on, and I have for the entire recording. Like I I I went out for a run about half an hour before I did the record uh, before we started. Um, in your pants. So no, no, but um, it's hot. I haven't been complaining though. No, you haven't actually. You've been quite good about it this time. But yes, listeners, I'm very, very sorry um, for my daughter there. But yes, I've been just recording this in my boxes for the entire two and a half hours. I'm so sorry. Where were we? I feel like I feel like I, I feel like we need to like just um erase the spider head review and start again. <laughs> no, we've got to get that small shit in there. Um Yeah, I I think I'm done. Yeah, I like that it doesn't look like a Netflix film. I like the vast majority of the film. I just wish I I, I, I wish it had, had a better ending. So the ending. Mm-hmm. does just seem like it doesn't quite know how to end yeah so, so it, it, yeah <laughs> so it just goes it, it thinks it's going crazy but it's not it's not going crazy enough for me mm. there's a better ending that's really easy to do and it is that um that jeff and lizzie who are free they're free people. They're not going to be on the run for the rest of their lives or anything like that. No. They are free to go, as the film is established. Go off on the what is it boat, and um, Hemsworth flies off in his plane, 
and just flies off into the fucking sunset and doesn't crash. That is a better ending. I did, I did like the whole him just fucking like having all that shit just in him and it like changing constantly and him just not knowing what to do and then that whole kind of ending of just seeing the sun i i did i did i did like that um even though it, it was weird. really silly in in comparison to the rest of the movie the ending just felt really quick daft. whereas the rest of the movie was quite you know it's exploring some quite interesting themes like how much of ourselves we give over for a quick fix rather than working on ourselves and things like that it's you know it's trying to do some interesting shit and then it just goes for like slapstick ending yeah Uh, yeah yeah no no I I, I think I think that's fair it just the vibe of the film never quite felt like it decided what it wanted to do because like even towards the end like yeah all right Chris Hemsworth's used them and shit's gone wrong but it's still kind kind of going like but he's actually kind of chill and if you work if you work with him and like the whole that heather woman dying like that is an accident mm. yeah it is it, it, it she smashes her pack and it overloads her and it's yeah, like what he's, what he's trying to do though is come up with a drug that the population can all be given so that they're obedient but, I mean, well, it's a capitalist stream, but like, I don't think it's, it's ne- necessarily the population. He says that. Oh, does he? Hemsworth says that. Yeah, he basically. Yeah. I'm going to give this to everyone. No, but he, he says something along the lines of, "Imagine if everyone just just did as they were told, or something along those lines. How harmonious it would be, or something. Can't remember the exact quote." Oh, okay. So a bit, yeah. All right. Well, I, 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 I missed that. Um, but I don't know. I just, I'd still hang out with Chris Hemsworth in this film. Yeah. But is that more a comment of me or a failing of the film? I don't know. <laughs> I think he does a good job of making him just seem like quite likable. You just need to be careful what he slips in drinking, and that's all. No, he's not slipping things in anyone's drink, is he? He's actively getting them to what is it? Oh, yeah, I know, but it's at development stage, isn't it? Chris Hemsworth yeah. can just fucking slip whatever he wants into my drink. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, I think that, that's a certain the world can get behind. <laughs> wow. I mean, it's even a great line, but what is it? About pretty privilege. <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah, I mean, that was a good line. I enjoyed that. Yeah, it's... I, I, I enjoyed it. It's fun. It's... Uh, it's got some fun ideas um, to it that it doesn't try and get too philosophical about mm. um, and try and pretend it's any cleverer than something that was based on a short story in The New Yorker. Um, yeah. But it, it looks good without being too overly stylized. Um, I think it's helped by the fact that um, you spend the majority of your time with Chris Elizabeth and Miles Teller, who are both quite they're quite engaging actors to be around mm. yeah I, I i'm i'm there as well like i it, it, oh, it this feels very much like a covid film 
you know, not much external shooting. A lot of it where there's only two or three people in a scene. Um, you know, even where it's like that wide pan of the kind of like the recreational area of what or whatever it is, it feels like people are spaced out quite a bit. Yeah. You know, so it, it, it does it does feel like that. And I I would question whether this film would have been made if if COVID hadn't have happened, you know, where when we've had a rash of those kinds of films lately. But it it also I it, it feels it's entertaining and it's you know it's trying to say something but it's not fucking smushing your head in it um it knows that hey we're a film on netflix let's actually try and give people something to enjoy for a couple of hours and i i, I think it works on that basis uh hemsworth's great Te- uh, I, I think teller's all right as well um and uh, Journey Smollett is is decent and um, the kind of like I like the shit that she's got in her basement, which and how that comes out. Like, uh, I, I thought that was effective. It's it's a film I, I don't think is necessarily going to live long in the memory, but it's perfectly decent while it's on. Yeah, I think that's, that, that's pretty spot on. Yeah, it's one of those, isn't it? It's like you say, it's not. Will I rewatch it? Maybe, but not like next year or anything like that but in a few years time i might go i might scroll and go fuck it yeah give that another go yeah i i did enjoy the running sorry go i I, I did enjoy the running joke about like who's like putting shit on the walls and then at the end it's like shit finger like uh, (laughs) yeah that was yeah yeah he did he did he did which yeah, but was, I think that's common because he kind of goes, oh, <laughs> more than <Yeah>. she does. <laughs> um, oh, the bit like kind of the the girlfriend twist. I'd kind of come to the assumption that she dumped him after the car accident or something, but not. I hadn't got as far as she was in the car too. That was kind of sad. Well, he was just leaving her voicemails. To be fair, they do absolutely lead you up the garden path with that, with the first flashback where she's not in the fucking car. Mm. It just doesn't show you the back of the car, does it? Yeah, no, it just shows you the... No, but she says, no, I'm going to stay here. Yeah, she does say say that. Yeah, because that's the version he's told Lizzie. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So you've got a bit of unreliable narrator element to it. Yeah, I, I and I, I thought that was that was interesting. Like the fact that they both had shit that they were they were hiding, you know. And it, like the whole kind of like the, it's almost like things are relatively normal from a societal point of view in there. They all know they're in there for something, but are they actually giving giving the whole story? And I, I, I like I like that they've still got that sense of humanity there. Whereas Chris Hemsworth, it's like. On the outside, he's got this sense of humanity, but then apparently he wants to make everybody think the same thing. I, I will say, I thought his li- his little helper, I thought more was going to come of that other than he leaves and then calls the authorities. Like I, I thought it was going to turn out that he was being controlled by Chris Hemsworth as well. Mm. And that, that almost feels like that would have been an easier way to make Chris Hemsworth more of a villain. Yeah. Because 
Because, I mean, like, this is the thing. It's like, okay, that woman dies and it's an accident. But everything else, like, he's getting them to say acknowledge. Like, okay, he's doing some dodgy shit to try and convince them, but he is actually upholding the letter of the law. And it's it just like, if you want to make him a villain, do the dodgy shit, like, like, chemically coercing the other guy to make him help and things like that. You know, that I, I it feels like that by the end of the film, it is like, well, yeah, Chris Hemsworth was the bad guy, but also you'd kind of like a drink with him, wouldn't you? Yeah. And it, it's like, but why is the film ending like that? It feels odd that that's the impression that it leaves. Like, I would rather go on a night out at the end at the end of this film with Chris Hemsworth than I would Miles Teller. Oh, yeah. What does that say about the film? Mm. What does that say about the film? What does that say about me? That's a question to ponder. It's Chris Hemsworth's pretty pr- privilege. It is his pretty privilege, yeah. It is his pretty privilege. He wears very he nice clothes. He has from it himself, yeah. <laughs> it's very tight trousers in it as well, doesn't he? Showing off his thick thighs. Why yeah. not? Definitely not shit. Yeah, definitely not shit, yeah. I've had a good time with it, but yeah, the, it doesn't stick the landing for me. Mm. Totally fair. Yeah. Our audience poll, definitely not shit, 30%. Touching cloth, 30%. Shit, 30%. And Geostorm, 10%. I'd kind of understand any rating for this. Yeah, so would I, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, questions? I forgot to ask a question of our audience. Yeah. So I'm going to keep in in the back of my brain. Oh, Ash, can I have a quick question for Becky? Go on. Bex, what do you think of the fact that we're going to have to do a disaster movie for the F list? (sighs) You disappointed in our audience. I am a bit. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, they were always going to pick that, weren't they? Why? Because now we have to watch disaster movie. Yeah, but the, we, Ian hadn't said which one of them it was that I would be dreading. No, but they. Oh, it's my fault. Out. Okay. No, I'm saying <laughs> <laughs> if if you'd said Becky's really dreading watching disaster movie, I could see people going, oh, "That'd be funny then," and clicking it. But you hadn't specified, so no, it's, it's not. But it was going to be disaster movie. <sighs> I just I don't like them because i i, I could see they're not Mark. they're not nice parodies they're not they're not airplane they're not clever parodies they're just nasty fucking taking the piss shit and well, i don't, don't, why I don't like them i've seen it yet i've seen scary Ma- movie mark's gonna go down such a fucking rabbit hole with this shit i can't <laughs> wait <sighs> he's gonna be talking about meet the spartans and dance flick um <laughs> Fucking epic movie, date movie. See, I've seen all of these movies he's seen. Oh, see, you're a disappointment as well, are you? <laughs> I can't On wait. That F Cinema Score thing, you know all of the movies? I've seen all of them. Yeah. Which one was I hoping would win? Was Dr. T and the Women in that one? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I can't, I'm kind of intrigued by that, I've not seen it. It's not great. Robert Altman film. It's fucking yeah. makes no sense. Oh, there's there's, there's... Me. Okay, no, fair are, right. they bad? Listen, are they bad? No, they're good. 
Oh. No, they're good. Like a motherfucker directed. Um, oh God, why am I blanking on Robert Altman? Christ. Nashville, um, Gos- Nashville and Gosford Park, and um, he did the fucking Popeye, the Robin Williams Popeye, uh, the Long Goodbye. I love that movie. Um, that's great. See, and instead we have to watch disaster movie. And we do because the patrons chose it. So and it, yeah. anyway, sorry. Uh, I think killing them softly one today, though. Hmm? I think killing them softly one today, though. Oh, okay. Let's put a new poll up. What's the next? Sorry, I just want to have a look at what the next ones are going to be. I'm nearly there. I'm nearly there. Right. Lost Souls. Fucking directed by Janusz Kaminski. Jesus wept. Wow. Right. Uh, Nora Ephron's Lucky Numbers. And holy fucking shit. Mother. (laughs) Questions? Andrew Jones. With Beavis and Butthead returning this week, what era of time would you want them to travel to most? What would I want Beavis and Butthead to travel to? Yeah. The Napoleonic Wars. (laughs) Fair enough. I think they'd find Napoleon really entertaining. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, I can see it. And it looks yep. great. Yep. Thanks. Like dinosaur time, so they get eaten. They wouldn't, uh, be with some butter to make it through somehow. Yeah. They would. There's an episode where they end up with dinosaurs for some reason. They don't want to have a dream after they've watched Jurassic Park. Fair enough. Yeah. I'd like if we got a Woodstock. <laughs> yeah. Like, get just down to a Woodstock. It's just funny. But honestly, you put Beerus the Boy in anything with me that I'll, I'll find it amusing. Mm. Well, I'm really looking forward to Beerus the Boy. Mm. Like, like, really looking forward to Beerus the Boy. Nice. Troubling character flaw of yours. They have I'm many. forward to it. Rick Kish, I'm in the market for a new streaming service. I've got Netflix, Amazon, and Disney Plus. What would be your recommendations beyond them? <laughs> should right. You're getting straight out of the blocks there, Bex. Yeah, should have fucking great. There's some. There's some great stuff on there. Um, I I do quite like movie. I won't lie. Um, all of these fucking. Oh, Jod. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. I'm sorry. I know all these all these streaming know, services. John, John, John would be like, John, like, going, that's the Criterion Channel, actually. <laughs> I, I, that was going to be the next one I fucking said. Um, <laughs> the thing is, right, the Criterion Channel in July have got the before trilogy, not just the films, but like the whole Criterion sets. 
so it's like yeah yes i will happily watch every fucking before film and then all the extras thank you very much and that that's the thing about the criterion pardon me channel like which by the way you need a vpn to subscribe i've got an american express card that seemed to work i don't know about other cards but i'm sure they'd be fine and then once you've subscribed you don't need the vpn anymore as long as like you can you can log in from any fucking country and it will let you watch so that's a you can't sign up from anywhere yeah you just can't sign up from anywhere else um, but is it, is it is it just web based? Um, so I have an alter ego by the name of Scott Wilson, who lives in Beverly Hills, and he has a US iTunes account. Oh, I have a US iTunes account under a pseudonym as well. So I he didn't log- say that he did. He said Scott does. Yeah, Scott has a, a US iTunes account, and uh, Scott lives with me. And uh, so he's a user on my Apple TV. And when I switch to him as a user and go into the app store, then I can download US apps. But it then they appear to me when I'm here and Scott's out. So the Criterion channel is in my Apple TV menu as an app, even though I'm not Scott. Hmm. I'm like, that was our issue with Arrow, wasn't it? It was that there wasn't an app. Yeah. To watch on TV, you had well, to like screen mirror it, and it was bollocksy. My, my weirdly, my alter ego. Oh god. With an iTunes account. It's called Rod Munch. He's called Ron Munch. Rod Munch. Rod Munch. Fantastic. Do you know why? Do you know why? Because in an episode of Beavis and Butthead, Hell yeah. Butthead gets bitten by a dog and then has to go and get rabies shots and gives his fake name as Rod Munch. Um, <laughs> and, and, and that episode has always stuck with me. Um, and so, yes, that was that was the name I came up with when I said it. i got to say, guys, really I think... Fat. When we first started seeing each other, I didn't have a fucking clue what Baby and Butthead was because I wouldn't, I wouldn't have stayed with you. <laughs> I, th- I, I, I kind of feel like we've got a bit of an all timer on our hands tonight, guys. I don't know about, I don't know about you, but um, yeah, there's been, there's been some moments, Rod, Rod Munch. Um, so, uh, but yeah, yeah. So, and and the Criterion Channel like Apple TV app is is perfectly decent. Um, and yeah, they've just like they've got a lot of films where they've just got the films to stream, but where they've got the, the where they're able to, they have the full Criterion editions. So just like all the fucking extras are there as well. Um, it's a, it's a good fucking service. It does cost like eleven dollars a month, so it's not cheap. Should have only four ninety nine, Rick. Just saying. So. Yeah, I mean, I think Shudder's absolutely fair enough, but Criterion Channel, I, like, yeah, I mean, uh, movie, like, they, they've just got an increasing selection of stuff, and they, you know, they are now a distributor, and they buy shit, so there, there, there is that angle to them as well. Um, yeah, Arrow's got some good stuff on it, obviously. 
They need a they I don't need a TV app. Mm. Yeah. I don't need a smart TV app. Yeah, they do. And that that will what is it? At the moment it, it's a thing they have that they hardly even advertise. Mm. It almost feels like a bit of a that they, they should, should they should do more with it. Oh. Also another little hack for Mubi. If you uh have uh iCloud when you create an account with Mubi and you get like the free trials and you can get load you can get codes for like three three months and shit all over the place. Mm. Um iCloud lets you hide your email by creating like another email which it just like automatically forwards the emails to you. So you could just keep on getting like three month free trials with Mubi and then just creating new email addresses through iCloud. Um <laughs> It does mean that, like, twice a day, I get two emails from Mubi with, like, their movie of the day. Basically, whenever Mubi send out an email, I get two copies. But um, I haven't paid for... I've I, I, I basically paid maybe a few quid for Mubi for, like, the last couple of years. Fair play. So there's that as well. Um, cool. Is that it for questions? That's it for questions, yeah. Did you? All right. What are we covering next week, Ian? What are we covering next week? Oh, shit. So, I'm really, really fucking looking forward to Elvis, guys. I am very much looking forward to Elvis, actually. Really looking forward to Elvis. Um, I feel like there's something coming to streaming and I can't believe like, that was it. That actually was it. Right. So obviously Becky is vetoing it, which is fair enough. What's um, time, Alex? You fucking are. I hate them. I hate that horrible fucking laugh noise that one of them makes. I just, I hate them. They make, they make me feel like, Honestly, sick. I have like a yeah, but, physical, but, visceral reaction to them as characters. Bex, Bex, you don't understand. He is Cornholio and he needs TP for his bunghole. Oh, it's just disgusting, isn't it? It's just so fucking no, crass. No, it's not. That was the funniest, it's, honestly, it's... one of the funniest fucking moments of my life was watching Beavis and Butthead do America and him doing the, my name's Cornholio, I need TP for my bunghole. I couldn't fucking deal with it. It's making me fucking laugh now. I I cannot wait for the return of Cornholio. Wait a minute. Are all the series, that they're on, they're supposed to be Paramount Plus, aren't they? Yeah, with like the original music videos and shit as well. Uh, isn't it? I'm going to look now and see if, they if they're on that now. Because... That might get me through my seven-day trial. <laughs> That's a good show. Um, so, yeah, I think it's going to be El- uh, Elvis and uh, Beavis. But- What's the name of the fucking film? But Beavis, Beavis and Butthead Butt- to the, the universe. universe. Yeah, that yeah. is it. Yeah, yeah. So, um, God, so is that going to be on Paramount Plus here on Friday? Yeah. Fuck. And I think that's when they're, they're dumping all of the TV show as well. Oh, shit. Oh, brilliant! Yep, it's pretty cool that Paramount with Paramount Plus, you like you don't have to like speak to Scott Wilson or anything like that anymore. That's great. Um, 
Oh, good stuff. All right, so Elvis and Beavis and Butthead do the universe. Um, that 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 that's it. We need to record the Great Gatsby. So I'm just going to say thank you ever so much, Becky. Thanks very much, Ian. Thank you very much, Mark. Thank you very much. And get us the fuck out of your ears, Journey Smollett. Bye. Bye.